1: Good evening everybody. Today is March 31st, 2022. And we're here with Chris. Chris, what's on your mind? Yes. Oh, no, wait. We got a lot wait. of stuff. Before before we get started, I got to put in a little plug here. Hey, you guys, um join our mailing list at youhavetheright.com if you want to receive uh, updates and notifications of this call and and other things that are going on. Uh, Go to youhavetheright.com. You'll see the mailing list on the left-hand side. Sign up for it. And if you'd like to, um, I'm putting up these calls uh, edited by subject to help you save your time uh, so you don't have to listen to hours and hours and hours of stuff. You can just go right to the thing that you have a question about, and that's what I have that up for there to help you save time learning this process so you can help me help you by joining uh, you have the right.com monthly membership and if not that's fine too these calls will still be free so anybody can listen to them all right Chris what were you going to say
2: yeah there's a lot of stuff happened this week uh, I'm going to start with a little somber uh, uh, a lot of y'all have seen uh, the Lavely Brown video. Uh, I, he called me this morning, and because he calls me a lot, uh, I like to put money on his books and put money in his on his phone.
1: So, so, he can so call Lavely people. Brown is the guy that did the first conditional acceptance with the vehicle crash.
2: No, okay. Lavely Brown is is my friend that that I met while I was in prison. Uh, he was convicted in the eighties of five murders, uh, over the 30 years of him being locked up, he was, uh, he, he beat four of those. He had four of those murder convictions overturned. Uh, the one that didn't get overturned, he was in Canada and the, uh, the, the, uh, The CSI guy that investigated uh, lied about the the time of death and the day of death. Uh, First, he said it was at a certain time, and then he said it was later. Uh, So this one here is stuck, and he's still beating it. He's 30 years into it, and he's still uh, fighting this. But he called me this morning and and told me that his father had passed away. And... His father was a retired uh uh air force officer. Uh he was a air traffic controller and then he went in uh to the civil service and was an air traffic controller uh after he did his uh time. Uh and had grew grew up he was from the Oak Ridge area and he grew up uh but he grew up in washington dc and uh, i learned a lot about him and you will do this when you spend time in prison and you make friends you'll learn a lot about him uh has been locked up since the 80s and he's about my age he never had any children uh and so all he's got is his 80 year old aunts and uh he's got an aunt that's left and uh his father was from a really big family like 17 boys and five girls or something like that uh and there's there's only one left and so he has nothing you know when he called me it's like man i got nothing See, yeah i got nothing but god left and i told him i said sometimes well that's all you need and in the end that's all you're going to have uh uh, that's all you're going to have left uh in my opinion uh and he he believes that too. But he's taken it real hard and uh, if y'all knew the real story of, of you know, and what has happened to him and his his uh his birthright, uh his his inheritance, uh you wouldn't believe that a, a person that claimed to be a Christian could do something that vile. Uh and that's what he's dealing with. Um uh, he gave me his power of attorney. I've got his power of attorney uh, to sign anything uh, on his behalf. Yeah, that's how close friends we are. Uh, and <clears throat> well, he's having a really hard time of it. And he, he gave me his aunt's phone number, and I spoke with her, and I told her if there's anything I can do, let me know. If there's anything that needs to be signed by him, uh, let me know. uh, uh you know and you know i got a tahoe he's worried about all his childhood memories getting thrown out by his evil sister uh so i told her i'd come get whatever it is he had whatever it is he wanted me and I'd store it till he gets out uh you know there was a time that he was thinking i'm getting out in in october uh and i'm going home and spending what little time i got left with my dad and uh his dad was on dialysis up in his eighties, and he was—he uh, got staph infection, uh, I guess, in the ports where they do the dialysis, ad, and I guess it killed him. But uh, you know, so I told him, "Hey man, you know, don't worry, I got you. When you uh, when it comes time for you to get out in the fall, I got you. Uh, don't worry about it. don't worry about what you're going to do when you get out. Uh, we've already made plans." Uh, We're using the 1099A to uh, buy two houses that another inmate's parents own. They're trying to get rid of them because of the taxes. So we're going to buy those two houses. We're also looking at 88 acres here in East Tennessee. It's an old uh, abandoned dairy farm. Uh, And what we're going to do is, and and I'm going to share this with you all too while you're listening. Uh, A lot of people have asked me about, uh, well what do we do with the 1099A if it takes too long to get the money for the real estate and the people uh pull out of the contract well you can take that money and put it in escrow uh when you do that 1099A that money comes in and and in the description it's going to say the house that you had contracted to buy well if they sell that house from out for money with the without the con, or after the contract Contract has elapsed. Uh, you put that in escrow, and then when you find a place, what you do is a correction on the 1099A uh, with the description, and send it in, and you're good to go. So you could actually find the property that you want to buy, and put the money into escrow, and uh, if say if it's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home. Uh, well, you can do the where it says fair market value. You could put one hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, but then you can in the in the ten ninety nine a, you could put uh, two hundred and ten thousand. So that's sixty thousand dollars over the fair market value. Well, you can use eighty percent of that sixty thousand dollars to remodel, repair, uh, put a swimming pool in. Uh, it's whatever you want to do. And then keep the other 20%. Uh, that's totally legit. So what we were talking about doing is buying these houses for 150000 He's going to buy one, and I'm going to buy one. And then what we're going to do is we're going to use the money. We'll put the money in, in, in an escrow account. And, and then what we'll do is we'll take the, the money over the purchase price and remodel the homes. And then we'll keep the 20% uh then when these uh these uh people get released from prison we're going to 1099A the houses to them then we'll turn around and take the money that we made from those houses not using the 1099A anymore and just straight use the money to do the do another purchase uh that way you're not Going back doing ten ninety nine a's over and over again, and what we'll do is we'll just keep rolling that money over uh We'll sell that house that that we got two hundred thousand into the to the parolee for two hundred fifty thousand, and we'll find a two hundred thousand dollar home put a thirty thousand in it, pocket twenty uh you can do that uh you can do that that way. I also got a message from uh a straight up cowgirl. Uh her name is Sarah. Uh uh, she sent me pictures of of a brand new uh, Honda Accord. It was pearl white, beautiful looking car. Saw that. Uh and yeah, she said, uh, believe me, this process works. Uh, if you if you if you work it, you gotta work it. Uh, here's your proof, and and this is happening every day now. Okay, every day now, somebody's talking about how the 1099A's worked for their credit card. Somebody's talking about how the 1099A is uh, bought them a car. Uh, I was on a, a Zoom meeting uh, with the uh, the CH study group. Uh, and there was a, a sweet old Dutch gal on there, and uh, she she explained that what she'd used her 1099 As for, and she went to a website. I don't have it yet, but as soon as I find that tad, as soon as she sends me that email back with that address or that web address, okay, I'll give it to you, I'll send it to you, and you can put it on your website uh, okay. that way all y'all that are out here using these 1099 As and sending me messages going, how do we find out if they got our 1099-A? How do we find out if uh, they paid the, the trustee from the 1099-A? This website, folks, will tell you. Oh, It'll wow. tell you. It's the, tr- the Treasury will tell you. Uh, you go on the website, the way she explained it to me, is you go on the website, website and you put, it's, it's like a 1099-A, a digital-looking 1099-A. And what you're going to do is put in all the information on that uh, form that they have on their website that you had on the 1099 or on the 1099A that you sent in uh, the the the, the uh, ten numbers and the uh, account numbers and the amount stuff like that. You'll put all that in, and what that'll do is it'll match match with the one that you sent in, and it'll say uh, uh, receive. And that will let you know that the Treasury has got it. Uh, this gal uh, uh, looked into hers, and uh, she had about a half a dozen that she rattled off uh, that they got. Uh, one of them was for over a little over $79,000 in taxes that was owed to the IRS. And it's the IRS going, we received your 1099A uh for seventy nine thousand dollars. Uh well what does receive mean? That means they got it. Uh and if they got it then it belongs to them, right? Uh she did another one I think she said for eleven thousand for California taxes. And she did one I believe for a Bank of America. She said every one of them so far uh has been received by the Treasury. Or the IRS. I
1: that think. is incredible. That, that's what we need to, to know. Say, hey, mm-hmm. this was received. You received my payment, so what's going on?
2: Absolutely. And that's the same thing with the remittance coupon process, folks. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just shoot on that little briefly here. Uh, when you do the, the, the coupon letter to the CEO, uh, we do it to the corporation in care of the CEO, uh, folks are asking, well, why don't you send it to the financial officer instead? Well, because the financial officer doesn't carry as much weight as the CEO does. And if you have to do a conditional acceptance, you're better off having the CEO. I mean, uh, if you're going to have to do a conditional acceptance, uh, do you want to uh, do, do it on the president? Uh, if, do you want to do it on Biden? Or do you want to do it on one of his cabinet members? No, you want to do it on the big cheese. So you'll send it to the CEO. And in that letter, you're going to talk about uh, this is, uh, I'm sending you this letter, this uh, letter via the postal rule. I've noticed over the years that you've been sending me these coupons uh, attached to, to, to detach from your statement that you send me. You send me a statement and with a coupon that's detachable. And then what you're going to do is you're going to put in the definitions of statement, uh, instrument, bond, coupon. Put those all into the letter and, uh, and, and explain to them, you've been doing this. Uh, you're redeeming this coupon and you're also cashing the check I've been sending in. Uh, that's double dipping and that is a crime. That's trust fraud because you've got my trust number. Uh, and I'm willing to overlook that to make this one-time, uh, uh, this one-time settlement to, to uh, clear this debt. Well, you're also going to put in that letter that because you, you've sent the letter to them uh, via the postal rule, well, then you can just say in the letter, uh, because I've sent this to you, uh you agree that you've ha- you have accepted this payment if you put that in the language of that uh remittance coupon letter uh notarize it, take it down and have it notarized and uh keep copies anything you guys send out make copies of yeah. keep it put it in a file uh a lot of my files uh I keep outside in uh, I got a storage building that I keep all of my stuff in, uh, you know how it is when it's, when you're a guy and you marry, you get married and to a gal and, and, you know, you've got all your old stuff, uh, you know, guy stuff that you like to leave out, you go to take it out and she goes, well, you're, uh, wait a minute, you're not putting that thing out, uh, so I've got a couple tubs of, you know, stuff that I, if I had a bachelor pad, I'd have it all out, uh. And uh, you know, like my dead spider, I had I got a dead spider, uh, <laughs> tarantula. He, he I had him for about five years. His name was Hannibal. Uh, <clears throat> he was a, a big hairy spider. Oh, you're not having that thing in here. Uh, I got it in a Tupperware. It's dead. I got it in a Tupperware uh, tub. You know, it's not like it's gonna get out and get you, but you're not having that in the house. <clears throat> so I put that. I put all my important letters. Uh, I seal it. I seal them up, and then I put them in this building. There's no power in this building. Uh, there's no chance of, of it catching on fire, and me losing those important documents. All of my important documents. Uh, most of them are in ammo cans out in out in the building and sealed containers. And I would suggest doing that. Copy everything that you have. But sending this letter, if you think about that, you got this in the letter. Hey. Uh, CEO, you've accepted this letter via the postal rule, uh, which means we have a common law contract and you now agree that you have accepted this payment. When you do that, they can't turn around on you and say, well, we can't accept this because they've already contractually agreed to do it. Uh, That's what you want to put in that remittance letter or coupon letter, however you want to do that. That's the best way to do that, folks. So, uh, let me see what else. What else has happened? Oh, uh, I'm getting ready for my trip to Nashville. Uh, I'm leaving Tuesday morning, and uh, me and my friend Michael are going out there and staying. Uh, I called the jail, the Nashville jail that I was at, to try and get a hold of Mr. Allen. He was in the GED program uh, that I spoke about in the video. Uh, his his wife had uh, Alzheimer's while I was there, and since then she had passed. Oh, wow. And uh, and then he retired. And she was young too. Uh, Mr. Allen wasn't much older than me, and his wife was in her uh, maybe early sixties. And, uh, and then in, in, so a year after I, after I left Davison County jail, uh, he retired. I tried to get a hold of him and, but they're not going to tell me at the jail how to do that. Cause I really wanted to talk to him, but I talked to one of the other instructors. His name was Zazowski. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and they transferred me down there and I, I said, Hey Zaz I said, This is Chris Hauser, do you remember me? Oh yeah, yeah, how you
0: doing, man? <laughs> we talk
2: we talked like old friends. Uh yeah, I talked to him for about a half hour maybe. And uh yeah, he told me he let me in on all this stuff. He said I haven't even heard from him in a couple of years, couple to two, three years now. I said well that's too bad. <clears throat> uh I'd like to get hold of him. But I'm going to go live like I do on Tuesday night. Uh, but I'm going to do it from Nashville. And uh, uh, and then I'm probably going to go live again Wednesday morning on the 6th. Pretty sure it's the 6th. The morning of. The morning of the 6th, I'm going to go briefly go live from the steps of the Supreme Court.
1: Oh, wow. In
2: Nashville. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, and and I may try and uh, uh, get the attorney. I don't know if I'll be able to or not because she's kind of, uh, she knows about all this. She knows about how popular the channel has gotten. And and uh, there's 3,400, there will probably be 3,500 views on the video she was in. With the Court of Criminal Appeals, uh, the Tennessee Supreme Court, uh, their their most popular video uh, is only about 619 views. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to blow up, and it's going to be the video is going to or the um, the Supreme Court uh, case on the sixth is going to be live. They're going to live stream it. Uh, so, if you want to watch it uh on on uh on the sixth uh they said it'd probably be the lawyer said it'd probably be about eleven o'clock uh, and it's only going to be about an hour long there's two other cases going to be heard before ours we're going to be the last one uh that's the way they do sovereign uh, yeah. hey, they oh yeah uh every time i've ever gone in uh even when i started kicking this around in child support i was always the last one heard always uh i was the only one that ever went in there because i've sat through him tad i've sat through child support hearings all day long every time i ever went uh and i was always the last one because i got up there and i talked to this these administrators even before i knew about, you know, all this, what it's really about. Uh, uh, I would get up there and I'd go, well, no, 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 wait a minute. No, 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 this ain't right. You know, and I bucked the system from get-go. And I argued. I would get up there and argue, not even knowing that these child support referees, they're not even judges. Uh, They're straight-up administrators. They get paid by the Department of Human Services. Uh yeah, so you're not being judged in child support court, folks. Um and I would go to I would get up there and I'd argue it with them. Uh, uh strong arguments. Uh so they learned me real quick, put him on the end of the docket. Which was totally stupid because I would sit there and listen to twenty cases before mine came up. And uh not only that I would go outside from time to time because I was a cigarette smoker, and I'd smoke cigarettes and talk to the uh, people from both sides—mothers uh, that were mad because their their deadbeat dads wasn't paying—and and, and uh, you know fathers that were in there going, "Man, I can barely get by. Uh, they're they're killing me with this." And you know, and, and here it all—it is a money racket. They're the only ones making money. Right. You know I mean, the, the the government's the only one making the money off that child support crap. Why? Because the men are getting fleeced like crazy, and uh, you know, uh, I'm just saying, generally speaking, uh, the non—I should say—the non-custodial parent is being raked over the coals. Uh, and the thing about it is, is the custodial parents are still getting all the benefits. Uh, you now, I would pay my would drive a semi truck, pay three hundred fifty dollars a week. And child support, right? That's fourteen hundred dollars a month back in the nineties. Wow! Uh, my, my ex make that much money, uh, you know, working a public job. She wouldn't even made three hundred dollars a week working a public job, and and then they they didn't count that as income. They didn't count child support as income, so she never had to pay taxes on the money uh, when she went down to the food stamp office. It was like zero, so they were getting crazy amounts of back then. Anyway, they're getting crazy amounts of, uh, of food stamps and ten care. Uh, she got ten care, and the kids. I had to pay insurance for the kids. Uh, that's the way that scam works, and nobody but the states getting rich off of it. Um, so you learn that stuff.
3: <clears throat>
2: but this this Supreme Court case. Uh, is gonna go live in uh the most popular video that it's on TN courts. T N Courts on in the YouTube. Uh if you go to T N courts on YouTube, you'll pull it right up. Uh if you go there now it'll show you uh that the case is coming up. Uh for all those the naysayers out there that oh this is BS, this is all the setup. Uh he ain't done no time and, Uh, yeah, this ain't going to, yeah, it is. Uh, if this is a setup, it's pretty elaborate. Uh, people go to jail for years. Uh, one dies. Yeah, yeah, we killed, we killed the guy just so we could prove this is phony. (laughs) But, uh, that's where that's at. Y'all will be able to watch it on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it's sixes on Wednesday. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'll also, uh, as as soon as I can, I'll put it in my playlist on YouTube. Uh, Let's see. We did, uh, I did a, uh, Monday night I did a Zoom meeting. Uh, A guy that was on there was talking about the U.S. DOT tags and, uh, he was like a guest speaker that came on
4: and uh, he
2: also did the bonds. So we talked about, we talked about his process. He had a, a, a United States ID. Uh, I guess it was kind of like a, like a U.S. national kind of thing. Uh, his own ID card that he made up, uh, and it seemed to be pretty effective. There was some testimony about people that were using it uh, and how effective it was. And you know, his car was sold. His car, he created a, a EIN and sold his car to the EIN. The title, even the title, said that it was it belonged to this trust. Uh, and it was very interesting. I learned I learned quite a bit about what it is that they're doing. Then we talked about the uh, the bond, the hundred million dollar bond. A lot of folks out here have asked me, uh, so how do I do the hundred million dollar bond thing, Chris? Well, I can't tell you uh, because I've, I haven't done it. Uh, there's probably a half a dis- half a dozen different processes you can go to get to the same conclusion. Uh, all these gurus are selling this packet. And- Here's how you do it
1: uh, i think I think it'll be easier just to do your claim on somebody. It's not hard to find somebody to Scrooge over than just do the claim and send it into the treasury that I think that'd be a lot easier yeah
2: it is uh and and the big thing that everybody seems to ask uh I got a uh a box of cookies. I came home and there was a big box of cookies uh from some folks in uh pittsfield massachusetts and uh he was he sent a letter and he sent me his his document is uh he sent me a document certificate of of assumed name notice of transfer of reserved name okay Uh, his little document that he sent me and he asked me in the letter hey can i do the 1099a thing because I've done this document, look at it for me, please. Uh, and I sent him a message back saying, "Look, look, folks, it doesn't matter if you're a United States citizen or a resident of Tennessee or or a U.S. national or a state national or or uh, you know a heebie-jeebie do. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can do the ten nine ninety nine a process, no matter what." Uh, people have labeled you as or you yourself have labeled yourself as. Uh, It has nothing to do with your status. Doing a 1099A has nothing at all to do with your status. Uh, It has to do with being a beneficiary. That's it. Uh, If there was no United States, if there was no state of anything, and we were all just living here on... This big green chunk of land uh, with no name, but we all had trust, You'd still do the 1099A. Uh, it does your status doesn't matter. And he also sent he also sent me a uh, uh, another little piece of uh, thing that he printed off. It's some information, and uh, I thought that it was very interesting. Uh, it was written by Colonel Edward uh mandel house oh yeah Uh, you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah he's Uh, he's the author of the federal reserve
2: he said he predicts he predicts uh the creation of the straw man in the united states this is the first real evidence found that our current social financial and legal system were deliberately uh designed to enslave humanity in a private meeting with Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson, uh, U.S. President 1913 to 21, Colonel Edward Mandelhaus predicted the banksters' plans to enslave the American people. He stated, and this is a quote, very soon every American will be required to register their biological property, that's uh, that you and your children, In a national system designed to keep track of the people and that will operate under the ancient system of pledging, by such methodology, we can compel people to submit to our agenda, which will affect our security as a chargeback for our first paper currency. No, our, excuse me, chargeback for our fiat paper currency. Every American will be forced to register register,
3: right.
2: or suffer being able to work and earn a living. They will be chattel property and we will hold the security interests over them forever by operation of the law of merchants under the scheme of secured transactions. Americans by unknowingly and unwittingly delivering the bill of ladling or child or birth certificate to us will be rendered bankrupt and insolvent secured by their pledges they will be stripped of their rights and given a commercial value designed to make us a profit and they will be none the wiser for now or, or for not one man in a million could ever figure out our plans and if by accident one or two should figure it out, we have
0: in our arsenal
2: plausible deniability. After all, this is the only logical way to fund government by floating liens and debts to the registrants in the form of benefits and privileges. They will inevitably reap us huge profits beyond our wild expectations and leave every American as contributors to this fraud, uh, which we will call social insurance. Without realizing it, every American will knowingly be our servant. However, begrudgingly, The people will become helpless and without any hope for their redemption, and we will employ the high office presidency of our dummy corporation, USA, to format this plot against America. Colonel Edward Mandel House.
1: It's right there.
2: I thought that was, that's everything. And this guy said this stuff before. Yeah. He said and, it in a private meeting.
1: Nobody figured it out until you came along, Chris. You're the guy that figured it yeah. out. You're the one of the million.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they've got an arsenal. So, yeah. Yeah, I found that real interesting. Uh, and the cookies, man, I'm probably going to sugar comb on these things, man. <laughs> uh, he sent peanut butter and peanut butter cookies. And, uh... You got enough uh, to share with the
1: rest chocolate. of us? Uh...
2: I don't even know if I'm going to eat... I've
0: eaten a couple of them. Uh...
2: But I want to make sure there wasn't any, uh... You know, any, uh... Oils, any... Any, uh... Cannabis oils in it or anything. Oh, yeah. Before I, uh... Pass them out to my children.
1: <laughs> uh... So, are you, are you ready to take... I, them? I'm, still,
2: I'm still alive. The other cookies the guy sent were, uh... White macadamia and, and cranberry. Man, they're awesome. I've never eaten them like that, but they're good.
1: Yeah, I'm ready for some questions. All right, 314 area code.
0: Go ahead. Hello?
1: Hey, you're on. Go ahead.
0: Oh, wow. Hey, Chris, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for everything. Um, first, yeah, can man. I go back to your, uh, your friend? His is, name Brown uh what was his first name again? Yeah.
2: His name's Lavely Brown. Uh, the video that you hear me talking about him in, is, uh, the title is TDOC uh, number, uh, let me see if I can remember it off the top of my head. It's 119-564, uh, uh, I believe, is the title of the video. Yeah.
0: Well, Good I'm going to put him me. on the... Uh... I'm gonna put him on my prayer list. I hope others do too. Uh, thanks, a lot,
2: thanks a lot. I believe that
0: helps a hey, lot.
2: His um, his address is in his address is in the uh in the description. Uh if any of y'all uh wanna drop him a, maybe a, a letter of condolence or something like that, man, I'm sure he would appreciate it. And he is a writer. If you send him a card, I guarantee you he's gonna write you back.
0: Okay, I'm going to make sure I do that too. Um, anything I can do to help in that regard, I, I don't mind. Uh, listen, I got a couple of questions. Um, uh, I'm buying my my son's house uh, from him, I, but he's uh, he's not a, he's he's a beneficiary, but he doesn't know he's a beneficiary, so he doesn't do do this this stuff and won't do this stuff. But, uh, yeah. so in, anyway, so I, I, I ran into a couple of questions on the, uh, so okay. I'm giving him the 1099A and then I'm going to sign it. And then, and then he mm-hmm. fills out the, uh, on the 1096, is he supposed to fill that out? Yeah. And then and he fills that out and who signs that? Me or him? Okay. Now he's not, he's not signing, he's mm-hmm. not filling anything out as a beneficiary. No, he's not.
2: He's actually acting as a trustee in your trust. Uh, so uh let me see here. Let me pull up the uh forms right quick. Uh on the on the uh the OID or are you talking about the 96? Yeah, well, on the
3: 96.
0: The 90. Or are you talking about the OID? No, I was talking about the 96. The filer's name would okay. be would be him, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And then
2: I sign it? The filer's name No, he'll sign it. He's going to okay, do so he, the only thing that the only thing that the beneficiary does is the 1099A. Now, you can okay. do all the other paperwork for your son, uh, but his name will go into everything. On the OID, he will be uh on the OID he'll be the uh recipient, right? The recipient name on the OID uh kind of like you were the uh the borrower on the 1099A and right. the United States hyphen uh, Treasury will be the payer, right? Uh so you'll right. put your son's name as a recipient, his street address, uh and if you guys have a contract that you're doing a sales contract uh down there in the account number you could put the sales contract number or you can leave it blank uh over here in in all the rest of the boxes on the right you won't put anything in it nothing at all okay except the description Uh, of the obligation, okay? The obligation, uh, the description of the obligation is what's being obligated, right? Uh,
4: Right.
2: It'll be the same as the uh, description in 1099A. Up here at the top, when you guys look at them, up at the top, it'll say uh, original uh, number one, is say uh, original issue discount for the year, okay? Uh, if this is the first time that your son is doing a ten or an OID, that'll be blank. The only thing on the right that you're going to fill out, because I'm assuming this is his first time doing this, is the description in seven, and then down in eight, you'll put the purchase price of the house, which will be the same as what it was. On the ninety, or, uh, on the uh, eight ninety nine a, ten ninety nine a, okay, and then over in the uh, the ninety six will be the same. It will be the filer. It'll be the filer's name, filer's address, uh, the contact name, because a lot of times the contact name isn't the same as the business name, right? Like if it's a a, a title company uh you'd have the the that and then you have the person that that they would contact in the title then there's the the, the phone number telephone number fax number if there is one the email address and down at the bottom on ninety six uh in box one it'll say uh uh employer identification number that's where you would put his social security number okay right if it's a business and two it's gonna be him okay yes uh, one let me let me let me back this up uh box number one on the ninety six is gonna be the the business ten number and then box two will be the social security number that's him if he's acting as the trustee. So box number two, okay? Now, if you notice the ones I've got in the video, uh, we've talked about this just recently. Uh, people have asked, well, in the instructions it says that you can't have, or you have to have a 96 uh, for each OID and a 96 for each 10, uh, for each uh, uh, 1099A. Well, that's easy. Get, you'll have two of them. You'll do 110.96 for the OID. You'll do the same. You'll fill it out the same. You'll do it for the 1099A. And then over on the 1040V, you'll have your son's. uh, In box one, you have your son's uh, social security number and then his first name. And then you'll know in box four to be his first name. And, and then right next to that, uh, uh, to the right of that is his last name. That will be his last name. Uh, unless if it's, if the check that's coming from the treasury for the purchase of the house is solely going to him, then you wouldn't fill in if a joint return, spouse's first name and middle initial. If the check is going to him and his wife, she would be down there too. And then what they'll do is they'll put that check, in both of their names. Okay. So you got the dealer's address or the the, your son's address. And then you'll have the uh and then that's uh and then way over on the uh over on the right below where on the voucher where it says two thousand twenty whatever years probably say two thousand twenty two. Right?
0: You you can print
2: the 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 ten forty V you can print straight off of their website. All the other ones, the ninety six, the O I D, and the ten forty A, they all have to come from the from the uh, the uh, I R S. But if you look under uh, all the way at, at the the right upper right, underneath the the year uh, the year number, it'll say uh, that's where you're going to put the balance of principal outstanding which would be box number two on the 1099-A. That right there, my friend, explains all of that. Now, you can fill all that out for him. You can have it all filled out. So, uh, okay, son, you know, I can dig it. You're not into this thing that old dad's into. Uh, but look, we're going to do this deal right here. I'm going to buy your house. Uh, and uh, all you got to do is sign it. Uh if you got it all filled out for him, you can explain it to him if you want. I mean, so he,
0: he signed that these, 1096
2: as a, tre- as a trustee, yeah, not as an
5: official.
2: Well, you see, down at the bottom of that, it's got the signature line, okay? Right. On that signature line, he can write. he can sign his name. This is what I would suggest, okay? Have him sign his name on that line just like you did on the back of the 1099 a but don't have input beneficiary over next to the the title arrow if you if you look at that 1096 right down at the bottom of the 1096 it says signature and it's got an arrow and then it's got title and it's got an arrow okay Leave that title box blank, or right of the title arrow, leave it blank. But right of the signature arrow, put the whole signal, signature. Christopher-Allen Kolenhauser, comma, beneficiary. Get it all to fit on that line between signature and title, the word signature and title. That way he's signing himself as a beneficiary. Uh, anything... I'll just tell you this all right now. Anything you sign that has your Social Security number on it, you need to sign beneficiary. Uh, that's a must uh, because it's a trust action. If you look at this whole package that you're doing, uh, his his uh, number is going to be in the... Uh, his Social Security number is going to be in the uh, the the 1040v, All right? Wait a minute. Let me. Yeah, it'll be in the 1040v.
0: Yeah, it's a 1040v and just a 1096, I think.
2: Yeah, in the 1096, it'll be in those two. Okay, so what's happening? Uh, your son is involving you and your son, uh, and are involving trust action. Uh, this is your trust, uh, that, that's created. Your trust action's created on the 1099A. His trust action will be created with the 96 and the 40V. Now here's something else you, you wanna, you, you're gonna wanna consider. Also do a IRS form. 8888, okay? When you do that form, and you can get the instructions for the 8888. When you print it off, you can you can print that one off too. Uh, when you print it off, you print off the instructions, and it's simple. Uh, the 1199A, the standard form 1199A that we've been talking about, that's four pages. Yeah. Uh, An 8888 is like a page and a half. Uh, you know, it's like filling out something you'd fill out at the doctor's office. Uh, and by doing that, uh, you can have, in, in in two or three weeks by the time this packet hits their desk, uh, you can have the funds electronically transferred to a bank account. Uh, but he's, he's really going to want to open up a beneficiary account to do that. Even if he gets the check, if he waits 45 days to 60 days to get, to get the check, he's going to want to put the check into a beneficiary account. Because when he does that, they're not going to be able to tax him. He's be able to – if you open up a beneficiary account, y'all, and you put over $10,000 in it, it doesn't have to be reported to the Treasury. <laughs> Okay? Uh, because the, that beneficiary account is a beneficiary trust action, or a SSDK trust action, between you and the bank. That doesn't authorize the bank to go ahead and snitch you out for all this money you're putting in there. They tried to the IRS tried to get my money, get my CD. I had a CD in a, in a beneficiary CD account. And oh well, we come we come to get that money. Uh, I'm sorry, but we can't give you that. Uh, the minute we give you that, this guy's going to bring up criminal charges on us. So I would suggest your son uh, get ready to uh, learn how to be the beneficiary.
0: Uh, this right. was a big. Hey, Chris, can I ask one more question then? So in that regard, on that yeah, 1096, ahead. if you are buying a car, who signs down there? Uh-huh. If, if, if the 1096 is a dealer up there, who signs the 1096 in that case?
2: Well, the 1096 in that case, say it's a, de- a dealership. Uh, you're going to put uh, the, the dealer's business name at the top and the address, right? right? You're going to put the contact number, right? Right. Uh, if the contact number is the owner or the contact name is the owner. Uh who gets the check in this dealership, Mr. Dealership guy? Uh well George Franklin gets it. Okay, George Franklin is the contact name. George Franklin's is also gonna be the one on the on the OI or on the on the on the ten forty V. You see what I'm saying? Uh yes, that sir. way that way, they know that the they they know the dealership. It's the dealership that's getting the money, and they're getting it via the contact
0: guy. Gotcha. And then final thing: all these forms. Yes. Final thing: all these forms ignore these addresses. Everything goes to eleven eleven constant the treasury. Yeah, a lot of them will say uh,
2: you know send it to Kansas or send it to no. Because see, normally, that's what you would do, uh, but this isn't normal because the treasury is the bar is the lender. You see what I'm saying? Right uh, If you were doing all these other forms, and like normally, they're used, when you read the directions for the 1099a 1099 C, it talks about who must file uh there's uh, the military and the post office and the uh courts courts actually file these things and when a court does it uh it's these uh the uh you that is the lender and the court is the borrower right uh so the, that's the reason i i say send them to eleven eleven That is the headquarters. It would be like sending, uh, you know, well, why don't you send this this remittance letter to the CFO? Well, the CFO might not even be in the headquarters. He might be in some other address down where they do all the financing stuff in their corporate finance building. Uh, And that happens. That's way common. Uh, And and, and that's what's different. Uh, You want to go straight to the head right to the head, and when you send it, the the, the the main building is 1111 Constitutional Avenue. That's the main IRS building. Uh, that's the hub, okay? That's where everything goes, or gets dealt with in and out of. Now, inside that 1111, there's a liaison office. The Treasury has a liaison office. So you're sending this stuff to the Treasury because the Treasury is the lender, and well, the Treasury uses the IRS to to administer. Uh, that's why the IRS is going to have their hands in it. Uh, that's why you use an IRS form uh, because this stuff has to go through their uh, high-dollar, billion-dollar, million-dollar scanners, uh, form scanners, um, and it's going to go there. Now uh some people have said you know I sent my packet to the I sent my packet to uh uh 1111 constitutional and the green card was signed from Ogden Utah right okay uh Ogden Utah is is one of those uh subsidiary offices or or uh the, the other one where they do the uh, tax court is in Arizona is in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, what they do in in Ogden, Utah is collect okay so if you get a green card back that's signed Ogden, Utah, what happened was that that your your packet went to washington d c And then Washington, D.C. used the mail to shoot it to Ogden, Utah. Ogden, Utah signed for it, and you get the green card. Uh, When I did the lien securities both times, when I did the lien securities, I sent them to 1111 Constitutional Boulevard, and I got the green card signed from Ogden, Utah. So more than likely, when you send this packet off, you'll get the green card because, see, in Ogden, Utah, they'll collect. They'll collect the money from the treasury for the house that you're buying from your son, and then they'll they'll zip off an electronic uh, code to their treasury office that cuts the checks, or they'll electronically shoot it over to the treasury, and the treasury will electronically shoot it to your bank account. Uh, if you've got, if any of y'all get a green card back from Ogden, Utah. You're getting paid. Because if you look at it, Ogden, Utah's that's all they do is collect.
1: So is that for the uh, claims as well? Not just the 1099s? It should be. Okay.
2: It should be. If they're collecting, if they're in a collection if they're in a collection mode, that's exactly what they're going to do. Okay. Uh, okay. If so, you've got the hundred million dollar bond. Uh they're even gonna do that. Oh well. Here's, a, here's one of those bonds, uh, and those bonds too, folks, those bonds that you all got, uh, they're copies. The original bond was sent to the DTC, and they're making money with that bond. And these folks are using uh, the proof of the copy of their $100 million to offset or whatever it is they're doing. Uh, but if you send a copy that's monetized, to the treasury they're going to look at that hundred million dollar bond, and they're going to go, "Damn, here's a hundred million dollar bond that's a copy, but whoa, check it out. This is monetized on the back by one of the one of the people uh, who backed the dollar. Uh, you know, here comes one of the bosses of the money uh, uh, but hey, check it out. Why don't we put some money in this bond? a hundred million dollars?" We'll get our 35% out, we'll send them 65%, or we'll put 65% in their trust, and then the other $100 million bond that's the original bond, they won't even mention that. So we're going to have this $100 million bond that's been making money. This guy's going to get $65 million, and we're going to get $100 million plus interest, and we're also going to get $35 million uh do y'all see how this could be beneficial to the federal government you see that Got tad it. oh
1: yeah you, well you see that yeah yeah they make more money that they can squander if they won't put it towards the national debt in any way but yeah
3: well who cares who cares <laughs>
2: Okay. They, they, they know, it's 100,
1: about 100 making money, man. $100, $200, 300000000000000 in Social Security and medical benefits for everybody. So, man. Okay. So, all right. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to go on to our next caller. 518 Area Code, you've been waiting. Thank you.
4: Hey, what's going on, Chris? What's happening, man? Not much, brother. uh just had two questions for you. Um So I asked this question before while you was on the live and uh, partially answered it, but I know you was uh, moving through the questions. Um, If I'm a dealer and I'm offering, you know, cars uh, and accepting 1099As, um, I remember you said, you know, uh, that it can be bad, and it has been bad for people who have, um, you know, done too many and they came down on them or, you know, made them slow down. So let's just say in in the case of a dealer, like if I'm a dealer, um, I want to accept 1099 A's, right, because we got a bunch of people in the group trying to get cars for 1099 A's and they're looking for dealerships and everything. So if I'm a dealership that accepts it, um, obviously I want to be, I want to portion it out, I want to make sure I don't do too much, but you're also teaching us to send a, conditional acceptance and force them to do it so at what point you know when we're looking at it from a person sending it from that point of view then it's all good but for the dealer um it's putting them in a tight spot because it's you know even when they feel like they're doing too many now there's people basically forcing them to do it so i just wanted to get your you know uh opinion from that point of view
2: yeah i know what you mean uh Here's the thing about doing it in that, that excess. That happened seven years ago. Uh, and the agents came in on... And I'll tell you the name of the dealership, if you all want to know. It's called Stenet Chevrolet. It's in right here in Newport. Uh, what they were doing is they were doing this like crazy. Uh, people that could afford to finance their car... Uh, they were, hey, man, let us uh, let me show you how you do this. And uh, where they were getting almost 100% of their sales were coming by way of the 1099-A. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, their janitor that pushed the freaking brim around uh, was driving a brand-new truck. Uh, and what happened is they came in on them, uh, Secret Service and the IRS, uh, came in on them went through their books. Uh, and, you know, their books were straight or straight enough to not worry about having to, you know, pay big fines and audits and stuff like that. Because they were being straight with the way they were doing these. Uh, they weren't charging a crazy amount. Uh, they were sticker pricing the, the cars and that's what they were getting. And, uh, but they were doing this like crazy, bro. Uh, uh to where they almost, wasn't getting it by the normal way but they all they did was came in and shook them down you know what i mean uh down scared them up uh and they never charged them with any they never fined them with anything they never took anybody to jail they basically came in scared them up and told them you better fly straight uh and that's not necessarily meaning give up the deal. Uh, and and I would suggest that uh, uh, the the lighter percentage of your sales, do it to 1099 nine
5: eight.
4: You know, once a person, and, I mean, but the problem is also not to cut you off, Chris, I apologize. But once, you know, I'm yeah. not trying to play devil's advocate because I've entertained. Oh, the, no, no, the, I totally get it, a, uh, so uh, yeah. another thing we're doing in the group is we're telling everybody, right, which from that perspective is hey, let's put this list together, so when people come, they could contact people that we already know is doing it so um i guess I guess if you yeah. are selling a bunch of cars already, and then you know we're getting people from the group who are purchasing cars for their friends, their family um I guess, you know, I guess it's on the dealer to tell people, look, I've done uh, 10, 10, 20 of them, you know, or, or, or whatever amount in the last month, and we only do this amount yeah. per month. So you got to wait till next month or, or something like that. I guess it's on them to put some hey. uh, self-discipline and control.
2: Yeah. What you could do, though, too, is uh, you guys are all connected. All these dealerships are connected. Uh if one guy's heavy, uh, hey man, we gotta knock this off for the you know, this month. Uh but we you know, my, my dude down the street there, man, he's got a dealership. Uh go down there and you know, let, if he lets you wanna wait for till next month to come in, uh, you know, help each other out. You can call a dealership down the road and say, Hey, I'm gonna send you one, man. Uh you know, and they may give you a cut of the profits. For selling it for him, uh, you know, you could do that. You could do it like that. But see, here's the thing about it, bro. Uh, these, when you do this, uh, it's not, it's not harming, like you would think that it is. Uh, when people do this, it's not a harming kind of thing, uh, where you're where you're hurting folks by doing what okay. you're doing. Uh, or hurting yourself uh because the money's coming from trust uh it's like i like I was telling tad uh you know if you want someone to know that you did a claim a lien on them, uh then you need to make a copy of it and and send it to them by certified mail return receipt or or registered mail uh because you may do hit somebody like my ex wife man. Uh, uh, well, uh, he, he he's got a, a four million dollar lien on his ex-wife. You know, my ex-wife's like, "Well, I ain't got no money," and then I sent the claim, of lien to the treasury, and the treasury collected from her trust. She wasn't none the wiser. You know what I mean? Because the system was set up to make you think you're broke. Uh, she would have never known. If I hadn't have done the UCC filings on these public officials that I did, they would have never they may have never been notified that that I did this to them. Okay. The treasury might have went to the to the IRS and said, "Hey man, get this money out of these people's trust." Well, okay, IRS, get the money out, send it to the treasury, the treasury gets their cut and gives you yours. And these people don't even know my ex-wife that you know, was struggling to finance a used Jeep. Uh, you know, doesn't know she could have bought a brand new eighty thousand dollar Jeep Wagoneer. Uh, they don't understand that uh, this country's made us believe that we're that we're all that we're all poor, and that we're all slaves. Okay. Uh, as far as hurting the, you, you, the dealership, it
4: it, it okay. didn't
2: hurt Spanish Chevrolet, man. Uh, okay. Nobody went to jail. Nobody was fine. It was just, hey, man, you're overdoing this. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're getting a little, uh, you know, when the shit starts to stink, uh, people tend to, uh, notice, you know,
4: <laughs> Okay.
2: As long as you keep the, you know, as long as you keep plenty of lime in the outhouse, your neighbors won't complain about the smell.
4: Uh, right, right i right, my second question I appreciate that too thank you um so i understand the conditional acceptance, how it works, I understand the postal rule um I understand that uh start researching, offering acceptance, watched all your videos, how you can put something in front of someone if they don't say anything they accepted and the different ways to accept things. I just wanted to ask i guess from a I guess from a perspective of already knowing all of these things like what makes a conditional acceptance so powerful um I understand that we can take it and turn it over to the treasury and then uh you know uh start once once you get enough people that done that you're going to you know teach people how to do the letters of credit and you also said in your last video that it wasn't too hard to even make them but um I guess what I'm asking is what makes them? What makes a CA so powerful? Besides that, that makes a company once they receive it, um, you know, double back or walk back on 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 their original statement or or, or decision. Like you know, because I guess a lot of them don't. Like you said, we want them not to uh, actually accept it. We want yeah. them to deny it because we get to that point. But what what what? What inside of it, or, or how, how does the process work with a conditional acceptance that makes it so powerful? If it has an, 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 you know, other powers besides just turning it into, uh, you know, yeah. something that could be turned yeah, into a letter of credit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got you. That's one thing. Uh, get ready, y'all, because I'm fixing to roll this all out. Uh, in a in a in a conditional acceptance, you put in the facts uh i was talking to somebody that was talking about uh you know these people committed crimes against me well put it in the facts because they're going to contractually agree that they committed these crimes uh if you read the conditional acceptance we hit them with everything and and then we also say that it's uh uh you know it's it's conspiracy uh because there's more than one there's always more than one because there's even if it's just one there's the principle, too, that makes a conspiracy. Uh, that's part of it. You're going to have these people contractually admitting that they committed crimes, not just contractually admitting that they're giving you their power of attorney to create the lien. Uh, another way it's powerful is you serve the attorney generals of the state and of the United States as a witness to your contract. That makes it strong. If they want to mm. take it into court, you can subpoena the attorney generals in, and the attorney generals have to say, I'm a witness to that contract. Wow. That's real contract right there. Uh, that's part of it. Uh, then in the case of what I did uh, with the judges, the uh, four circuit court judges, the sessions court judge, the, the circuit court clerk, uh county attorney, uh, the commander of the Tennessee Highway Patrol, uh, all these big, powerful uh, uh, people. Uh, Once you owe me money, judge, clerk, how are you going to prosecute me? Uh, How are you going to bring me into your county jail? and take me up there to a courthouse that owes me $12 million or that had to pay me $12 million. Uh, this, these conditional acceptances, especially when it involves the uh, so-called legal system, it biases them. Uh, mm. I've got a contract that says Tracy Trott and his principal, which is the Tennessee Highway Patrol, are indebted to me for $4 million. And when the Treasury collected, they had, it went from being indebted to me to having to pay me. Uh, now, how are you going to pull me over and, and say that, oh, well, you are speeding. We're going to give you a ticket. How can you say that without being biased? That's what the conditional acceptance does. That's another thing that it does. Mm. Uh so it 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 gets folks to convict themselves or agree or confess to crimes right it biases okay. the court system it brings in the most powerful players in the so-called judicial system as your witness
3: mm.
2: Then it gives you the, it gives you the opportunity to do claims of lien. Uh, that affects them. You want to know how it affects them? If I put a yeah. claim, if I do a claim of lien on you, and I send it to the treasury, uh, and I and I do the UCC ones, we don't do that anymore. There's no need to. But once I do the UCC ones, you don't get a toothpick on credit. Yeah. It it will mess it- you up. Imagine being a judge and your wife is, you know, uh, used to all the fine, you know, the, the, the Gucci and the coach and all that, you know, uh, Michael Kors and all that. And she's <laughs> going to the, uh, you know, she's going out to get her a new Michael Kors pocketbook for 360 bucks, and, and she rolls off in there and they go, uh, uh, man, this card's been declined. Uh, well, here, try this one. Uh, this card's been declined. You're going to have a judge's wife being totally embarrassed because her, her cards are being declined. That's what it'll do. <laughs> it will piss off the
1: judge's wife. Uh, all well, all kinds so of other tell it, some it, hazards with yo, that. Let me too. roll up. <laughs> Okay. Oh, There's some hazards with that as well. You yeah. have a SWAT team show up at your door as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's not And that something. happened. Yeah, that happened.
4: So uh, is there anywhere else besides uh you know, the process that we're doing with it to create letters of credit, is there anywhere else that that can be brought a conditional acceptance? Like does it go anywhere? Can it go anywhere else? Besides just creating letters of credit with it, like is there other powerful things you know outcomes uh,
2: well you outcomes here's the thing bro when when you do a conditional acceptance, you do the claim a lien and the assignment agreement and you contract with the treasury uh if, if say you say you had a hundred million dollars uh then you contracted with them, give them thirty five percent if they send you sixty five million. You don't get to do letters of credit uh because you get the money uh it's when they don't give you the money after the forty five days uh you got a contract uh you, you know here's 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 uh thirty five percent uh and and forty five days are up and you don't have your check for sixty five million or it hasn't been deposited into your account that you want it to go to. Well, then you know that your Social Security Set Decay Trust has at least sixty-five million in it, at least. Uh, all these people that are going around here—I'm a secured party creditor. Uh, that's okay if that's what you want to believe. Uh, everyone is a secured party. Everyone that has a Social Security Set k Trust account is a secured party. You only become a secured party creditor when you can write letters of credit off of your trust. Uh, All these people that are out here, I'm sure I'm going to piss a few of them off, Uh, but, you know, I'm a secured party creditor. Okay, then write a letter of credit off of your trust. If you can't do that, then you're not a secured party creditor.
4: So I know I, I know I could I could just I could just imagine everyone asking me uh, what since I have it here to go into the letters of credit, which is like the tell all, be all. This is what it all comes down to when nothing else works, and a lot of people. You know, I guess pulled the trigger on a few on a, on 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 some letters and nothing came back. Sent the conditional acceptance and it, you know nothing came back. And there 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 may be a few people building up. I'm waiting to see some outcomes from a, a few 1099 A's myself. But once you make that video, which you know, I guess you said you will be doing it. Um, you know, as soon as you start feeling like it's uh it's the right time. Once you let that information out, you think it's um. You know, you think that's it? Like, that's that's where it ends, or or, or or there's self-control needed with that, too, the same way you need, you know, there's discipline and self-control in and just about everything you taught us. Um, yeah, you do. It... Okay. You do.
2: Think of how many people out there, man, you give them. Uh, there's going to be a lot of crackheads and methheads and junkies, heroin junkies. Uh, no. They're going to get their hands on a bunch of money. Uh, and, and what are they gonna do? They're gonna do foolish things with it. And even people that aren't drug addicts oh,
3: yeah.
2: uh, they're gonna do foolish things with it. Uh oh, how God. many times have you heard of the guy that won three hundred million dollars in the lottery and oh. five years later he's broke? Hmm. Uh you know, if you're gonna right. get prepared to do these letters of credit, folks, you better start learning how to manage your money. Uh, you better start thinking about investment banking. Uh, you better start thinking about taking uh, a certain percentage of the money you get and and put it in uh, precious metals. Uh, diverse, diversify your money. Rich dead, poor uh, Dad. Your,
4: what you feel about yeah. private banking? I heard of that before. I have that's, that's what you would be.
2: That's okay, what you would doctor. be. Uh, you, you, you've all heard me talk about uh, Wacko. Uh, uh that's what I did with him. Uh, I did private banking stuff, man. Uh, hey, mm. hey uh, let's do a contract. Uh, we'll do a contract, and then I'll give you a letter of credit. And you can take a copy of the contract and the letter of credit down to the Federal Reserve Bank in Atlanta and walk in there and show them what you got and mm. uh, tell them where you want the money transferred to. Mm. Three or four days later, he had, a, he had, he had the money uh, dropped in his Miami account uh i did this i did the same thing with a uh an excavating company here close to home uh yeah i got a i got a a, a track hoe to dig a 18 and a half foot deep hole
1: uh yeah uh, <laughs> okay so so we do have other people that are waiting. We've got to get to them
4: here. I appreciate you, Chris, yeah. man. Thank you. I'm following you everywhere. Yeah, brother. I appreciate you, man. You're a blessing. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, help them folks with them cars, man.
1: Albany, New York, 518 area code. You're next.
6: Hi, gentlemen. Thank you again for doing this, and thanks, Chris, for answering sure. all these questions. Um, I have just a pretty quick one. I submitted everything to a dealership to purchase a car and i just want to make sure i did it right um i filled out all of the the four uh well i filled out the 1099a and then i did the other three forms for them but i used all different years on the forms for example the the 99a was a 2021 form for a march acquisition date is that okay they don't
2: care this is a quick answer they don't care they'll amend all they'll amend all that stuff
6: Oh fantastic! I
2: Because
6: I used it. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. And then in yeah, yeah in yeah. box one on the OID, I put the purchase mm-hmm. price there. Is that correct? No. I put it there. Uh, and here's the
2: thing. It in both. Oh, if you put it in eight, you're good. If you put okay. it in eight, you're good. Uh, listen, folks, when you do the OID the first time of the year, or actually the guys who are selling you the car they're the ones that actually did it you fill it out for them but they actually yeah. signed it and sent it off uh here's Perfect. how this normally works say this dealership you're the first one you're doing this with they're they're the first you're the first one they're doing this yes yeah. uh normally for this year okay uh they would put it in box eight and that's it but say uh 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 Joe Johnson comes in right behind you. Hey, I got a 1099-A. Well, they're going to do box 1 and box 8. Uh that's going to tell the the uh the, the the IRS and the Treasury that this is the second time he's done this or he's done this more than once this year. Okay? The first time you use the OID for the year, you do just box 8. You leave box one empty. Okay. And then after that, after the next time, if you go in there again uh, and, well, you wouldn't be getting a second car this year anyway, but. Uh,
6: Possibly for my one of my children, but.
2: Well, you can only get one car per adult, per household, per year, Okay. okay. Uh, if you want to get one for your children, uh, are they 18? No. Okay. Yeah. You won't be able to do that. Uh, okay.
6: That's okay. But just for example,
2: but you can get, uh, you can get your, uh, you could get like, uh, one of your parents to do it. Okay. And then as soon as they get the car, they can turn out, turn it over to your, your daughter or your son or whatever.
6: I mean, okay, there's a, we there's were, ways
2: around all this, y'all
6: if we were paying, okay, go ahead. if we were paying somebody else like let's say another company for work on a house, for example, and it's let's say the second time that they've taken a ten ninety nine a what would go in the o i d box number one? would it be the total okay of
2: yeah say me say me and your neighbors. And mm-hmm. I have a porch, I have a deck made on the back of my house. And you see these guys are doing a fantastic job. And I tell you, hey, man, they'll take a 1099A. When they file that OID, and it's the second time in a year, this is the second porch they built this year. They're going to put the, the, the price in box one and box eight. And then if they go to the next the neighbor after that, they're going to do box one and box eight. Every time Jeff, they do an OID for the rest of the year, they're going to put that amount in both boxes, eight and one.
6: So eight and one will be the same number. It's not the addition of the first. Yeah,
2: it'll be the same number.
6: Okay. Yep.
2: Yeah, okay, be the same thank you. Number.
6: That's really helpful. One other thing I wasn't sure okay, if I did exactly is. Okay. This might help somebody else too. This super quick. I put the VIN yeah, number, yeah, but I here. didn't write. I didn't write the make, model, and year, but I did put the VIN. Will that cover? Oh, everything in the description on
2: the ten ninety nine A. Yeah. That would probably be good enough. Okay, good. As long as because the VIN number's got all that information on it.
6: That's what I thought. Okay.
2: That maybe the maybe the color. I don't know. It should even have the color on it too. Uh, okay but yeah for future reference people make model color bin number
6: okay thank you so much this is okay. really helpful right. I appreciate you guys thank you
1: thank you yeah thanks for calling okay nine one nine area code go ahead hello yes go ahead hello
7: hello how are you doing how are you doing Chris my name is Alicia so I just have a quick question. Um, I did the remittance coupon, uh, say, about maybe a couple of weeks ago, like the beginning of March. Um, I received a letter from Credit One, and they basically said the, the above reference Credit One account has been closed due to unauthorized payment activity. Um, and they basically closed the account, and they have already reported the closed account to the credit bureau. Um, my question uh-huh. is what should my next step be? I've seen so many different responses in the group. Um, Some saying do a CA, and then I'm seeing others just basically saying send a letter to the CEO. So I just yeah. wanted to get your input yeah, on that. Yeah,
2: I've, I've heard this same uh, verbiage. Uh, what they just told you is they've closed it for uh, an unauthorized payment right
7: mm-hmm
2: is that how it goes read that again
7: it says the above reference credit one bank account has been closed due to unauthorized payment activity
2: okay so you've paid it yeah think about they, that they did think about return, what that uh, sentence just said exactly, uh, well think about exactly. that the, the the actual statement that they just said is it it was uh, it was paid. It might have been unauthorized, but it was paid. Right? Did your credit score yes. go up?
7: No, it dropped. Okay. Because of it. <laughs> it
2: It dropped because of it. Yes. Because, well, that's because odd. they closed I talk- Yeah, everybody I talked to you so far uh is saying that when they do that uh, I've, just, I've heard that same verbiage, man, a half a dozen times. Uh, their credit scores are going up, and and if you think about it, uh, if it's an authorized or an authorized payment, it's still a payment nonetheless. And exactly. they did not send you back your ten ninety nine a or your coupon or both. No. Did you send a coupon?
7: I just did the coupon.
2: For okay, you just, just did the, the coupon. coupon. They haven't sent the coupon back, have they?
7: No, they didn't.
2: Yeah. That that coupon is just like your check. Uh, if you sent them a check uh to pay it off, they would have accepted it. If they wouldn't have accepted it, they would have sent it back to you. Right, If you had just sent them a check for the money and they sent it back and said, uh, we can't accept that, right? Think about that. They would send it back to you, would they not?
7: Yes, they They would. They would say, uh,
2: uh, we we can't accept your check and then keep it. Uh, It doesn't work like that. Uh, What you do now is a conditional acceptance. Okay. Well, that's what you do now. Uh, And and in the conditional acceptance, if you just want them to uh, make sure that they uh, take care of this balance, you can do the conditional acceptance. And in the conditional acceptance, when you do the conditions, uh, you can say, this is option A, and then do all the conditions. And then you can do, this is option B. This is option B. Settle the debt and send me a statement showing a zero balance. Remove this from uh, this bogus reporting from the credit bureau uh, and and send them notice that it was duly paid. And then what you'll do is they'll look at that and they'll go, look, we can do this right here uh if we take option a uh you know we're going to get hit we're going to get hit uh but look we can just do this right here she's given us the other option uh that's what we did in prison uh on, on a lot in a lot of cases that's what we did in prison when we did the conditional acceptance we added option b uh and we did that because one guy he didn't want all the money. I said, you must be crazy, but whatever. Uh, he, I just want to go to a prison that's flat land. Uh, I got a, a flat land AVO. I can't be walking up down these hills, and I got bad ankles and knees. I just need to go somewhere where it's flat. Uh, so we put that. I said, okay, just add option B in there. Send me to the prison, uh, a flat a flat land prison. Uh, the warden came to him five days later and said, uh what these are the prisons you can go to? which one do you want to go to?
3: <laughs>
2: well, as soon as he said, "I'll go to this one and they transferred him, they ripped the conditional acceptance up yeah. okay, we met condition b we met option mm-hmm. b We're good and and that's what they were doing a lot. a lot of the times they were adding that them guys didn't want to do the uh they didn't uh they didn't want the money which I thought was kind of crazy. Why are you going to go through all this and give up all these millions of dollars? Uh, you know, a lot of them didn't have a lot of faith in it. You know, that's the way it is in prison. But that's what I would do if I were you. Write a conditional acceptance and send it to him. Okay. And uh, you okay. need to go straight at them for the money, uh, but don't recontract with them. Uh, what's what's definitely... going to happen is they're going to send a third-party debt collector on you. What's it going to do? uh if actually they 're probably not going to because they 're not going to do it fast enough, not as fast as you 're going to do a conditional accept serve it on uh, but normally, when you do something like that and they send it they sell the debt to a third party debt collector that you don 't have a contract with so really what 's happening is they 're buying your debt they 're actually doing you a favor they 're buying your debt, which means you don't owe the old contract anymore, and you haven't contracts with the third-party debt collector. So that's what I would do.
7: Okay. And it's it's funny. um, They sent me a bill um, right after it for April, and when I logged in a few minutes ago, the account still looks like it's open. It doesn't say anything about it being closed or anything. Yeah. So – it is it's, yep. it's, it's, it's just crazy and then one more thing I'm sorry it's strange, I found isn't it? on the back it's... it is I found on the back of the statement um, in the the fine print in the payments area and it's talk it talks about the restrictive endorsements so I know for a fact when you put pay to whoever um, for deposit only I know that that is considered restrictive endorsements Are you sending it, like, should I send it to the address where they're telling me to send that to, or am I sending it it to the CEO?
2: I'd send it to the CEO. You want to get him involved. Uh, That letter that you're going to send, when you guys send these remittance letters to the CEO, you're going to have proof that they accepted it. Uh, And then you're going to be able to turn around in your conditional acceptance and say, hey, you you agreed by contract that you accepted this. Uh, yeah, you committed fraud. You're charging them a trust fraud. You start throwing out felony charges on them, uh, they get right real quick. And believe me, they'll take, if they've not had them before, uh, you're going Uh-oh and the attorneys don't mess around when they read that contract like the attorney for the prison did the first Mm -hmm. one we served on the warden uh, they got their they got the compound or the prison's attorney to come in and look at it and the attorney told the disciplinary board you better drop those charges Uh, you better just drop the charges on that guy and hope this goes away well, when they dropped the charges, we knew we knew what we were doing. We knew we had them. Uh, and then we were wide open. That conditional acceptance, folks, has a lot of power.
3: Okay.
2: You will you know, okay. that 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 uh that CEO will shit a Twinkie. <laughs>
1: Don't want to <laughs> eat it though.
2: <laughs> yeah, he will when he's when he hears back from his lawyer. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna sweat. he's gonna sweat.
1: All right, mm-hmm. thank you.
2: Okay, thank Thanks you so for much. Darwin. Okay, uh,
1: 337 area code, you're
8: next. Um, yes, this is Sharon. Um, I just want to say one thing. I've been writing to lately and um I appreciate you giving putting out his address. Uh, there. Yeah. And I'm sorry about hearing that his dad passed away. Um, And I'm in
3: the uh, process, which
8: I'm uh, going to be mailing the letter tomorrow, um, about looking for a leather company that will uh, accept the 1099A for him. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, he, he, uh, He asked me if I'd heard from you. Okay,
8: okay. He said that in a letter but he, I know he's busy. Um
2: and yeah, I'm glad I said it's you're crazy. He said you do a lot of work with prison uh, uh 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 or or dealings with things in the courtroom and stuff, right?
8: Well, I do uh what, ministry work.
2: What was your name again? What, your first name.
8: It's Sharon. Um, okay, I'm the one okay. that uh, and I'm sure he gets a lot of letters and talks about.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot he of does. Things.
8: Yeah, it's the benevolent. Wow. Uh, yeah, what I'm associated with is they. Uh, I told him I said if we could just let them know, hey, you can do a ten ninety nine a, and uh, have a house, a home, because there there's so many that's homeless and. Uh, mm-hmm. But. I won't take up much time. Uh, I'm in the process of doing my CA to the mortgage company and to a couple of credit cards. Uh uh, And the mortgage company that I have, I cannot find their CFO or or their operations, chief of operations, but they have a board of directors uh, along with the CEO Uh I thought about doing the chairman of the board, vice chair, secretary, and treasurer. Should I do all of them? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Every single one of them. I spoke with somebody this week about that. Yeah, I spoke with somebody this week about that, uh, about getting after the board. Yeah, you can. They are the – they're the – you could do the same thing if you're going to send a conditional acceptance to to the uh, the president to, if you send one to Joe Biden, you could get his whole cabinet if you wanted to uh, that could get a little expensive because there's a lot of them uh, but you can uh, what? we have a, I will we have a conditional acceptance we have a conditional acceptance for the jab. And oh, it's almost okay. 40 pages long. It's almost 40 pages long. And, uh, and it has a lot of information in it, folks, uh, you know, about, the, uh, about what's really going on. With, you know, all these, uh, I think it's a shame. You know, a year ago, a couple years ago when this started, all of our healthcare workers were heroes, uh, like our military. Our military guys were all heroes. Uh, And now they won't because they won't take an experimental drug. uh, Now they're scumbags. They're uh, low lives. Kick Mm -hmm. them out. Take their job away. Uh, The same thing with the military. And these guys are our heroes Mm -hmm. and stuff, man. And because they won't take a shot, we're going to kick them out. Uh, There's going to be hell to pay for this when this is over. Oh, I agree.
8: I agree. I didn't
2: have to. Yes, you can
8: uh and I will and um the um I opened up a beneficiary account, no problem, and um and i you answered that uh lady answered the other question that I had, but are now, as far as the amount like uh to put in there, i mean is there a a minimum or a maximum like I thought about with the, whatever the
2: bank allows
8: to like are you talking mentioned?
2: about are you what are you uh, oh, are you talking about the liens not how yes. much you can put oh. in the bank account right uh, right no look folks if you're talking about uh, you, you're talking so you're talking about in the liens or in the in the conditional in the, in acceptance the,
8: yes in the conditional acceptance
2: yeah yeah in the conditional acceptance how much do you uh, put down that you're going to do the securities for uh, a lot of people ask me that, hey, when I do the conditional acceptance to get the or the ten ninety nine a uh to get the car, do I put four million in there? uh no, you yeah. put the amount of the car in there uh that's because they see the they see the ten ninety nine a that I'm holding up it's got four million dollars on it uh. Mm-hmm. Uh the four the, 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 the money uh people ask me why'd you do it for four million? Uh because four sounded good. Uh it's not uh it's a lot of money. But it's not too much. You know, it's not excess. Uh there's been some people write conditional acceptances. Uh a hundred million dollars <laughs> Yeah. Now all of yeah. a sudden you now all of a sudden you got a uh, twelve people and you got you know one point two billion dollars and you know, you know that's a little excessive, I think. Uh, they may not have that yes. much money in their trust. Uh, okay. I like to use three million, six million, nine million. Probably no more than twelve million. There's Why? Because three six nine is three six nine is number. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's why I use uh, uh three six and nine uh $3 million is a good amount uh if you got uh oh. uh the c e o you're gonna have the uh the uh, principal and mm-hmm. if you've got eight board members uh and you're doing three million uh that's uh, right smart of money uh you have thirty million dollars right there uh oh okay. The treasuries, the treasuries, the get... treasuries No, it's each. Oh,
3: uh, if okay. you hit one, if,
2: if you've got uh, uh, the the trustees and their principals, if you've got uh, eight of those uh, or mm-hmm. nine of those, and you got one business entity too or the one principal too, uh, then you and you do it for three million or six. So you do it for six million. Uh, that's sixty million dollars. Uh, you're gonna give the treasury a little over twenty million dollars. And you're gonna walk okay. away with a split thirty eight, thirty nine. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh yeah. that that's the way that works. Uh you know, there was a guy on the call last week, the live call last week, he had like a hundred and seventy some people. I said, Whoa, whoa, cowboy. <laughs> do you know what that's going to you got a you got a 35 page document and you're going to make 175 copies of it uh it doesn't work like that and and like we were i wouldn't do that many uh ever because i'm not going to get into that what that would take that's a monumental challenge right there uh you know but he seemed like he was he, he wanted to get a bunch of them uh the, 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 let okay. me get back to the beneficiary account right quick. Okay. Look, folks, if you do, if you open a beneficiary account, and they send you, they say, "I've closed, we've closed your account," and they send you back a check for the money that's in it, do not cash that check. Because right. think about it: if they're going to close your account, and and send you the money. If you don't cash the check, you have to endorse the check for them to say, "Okay, we paid them the money. Now we can close the account." If if you have opened a beneficiary account and they tell you that they're close, they close your account and they send you a check, and you call back and you say, "I'm going to put this check in a frame on the wall. This check will never be cashed."
3: <laughs>
2: okay you can turn around folks say you put 200 million in that or you put $200 uh, in that account and they sent you a check for $200 now uh, we're closing your account we can't have no beneficiary account you they send you that check you don't cash that check right you can turn yeah. around and write thousands of dollars worth of checks off of that account uh I've talked to two people in the last uh couple of weeks that have that have been told that their accounts were closed, and they write five hundred uh two thousand dollar uh checks out to pay things off with, and they didn't even have two three hundred dollars in the account.
3: Mm.
2: That account well. is still open. Okay. Any time a bank account, the bank says their, your account is closed, it is still open for transactions, and they're working off of your trust, up to two hundred, at least up to two hundred
3: fifty thousand uh, dollars. They will
2: do that. Well, I, spoke I, told the, it,
1: I spoke. Okay. You so, tell them what? so does that answer yeah. your question?
8: Yes, and I appreciate it. Uh, I, but I, uh, I told him it was a uh, beneficiary account, and she said, well, what are you going to use it for? I said, well, I'm going to uh, have funds for my trust go in it. And I said, it's like retirement. You know, I'll get retirement checks or for my trust and put in there. She said, no problem. And I got my checks, and mm-hmm. I've been writing checks off of it. Oh, sign of the beneficiary. Yeah, and they've been um, cashing them. They've been cashing
2: and they've been them, and, them and
1: accepting them. Absolutely. So we have a lot Don't of people
8: Okay, thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thanks for it. calling.
1: Okay, 281 area code, you're next.
9: Uh, yes, can you hear me?
1: Yes, go ahead.
9: Oh, yes. Thank you for <clears throat> taking my question. I have a quick question. I have a situation Uh, with a dealership, and I went in trying to purchase a a car, and I had the 1099A plus all the other forms that go along with it, and they didn't understand the process, so I explained all of that. But they was okay with filing the forms, but they didn't want to mail the forms. So I'm kind of lost on what I need to do next. (laughs) Mail them, form. I can Mail mail them
2: for them. them. Oh, okay, okay. All you need to do, all you need to do, is get them to sign that 96. Okay. Then you can fill out the rest of them, put them in a package, and send them uh, next day air if you want to. Got it. Okay.
9: Uh, I had one other question, real quick, because I just heard someone else asked about the 1040V and then the 1096. Now, the 1040V, so should that be the dealership name on the 1040V or the contact person's name yes, on the ma'am. 1040V? So it'll
2: the be dealership the contact name. person's name.
9: The contact yes.
2: person's the, well, name. It'll be okay. The, it'll be the contact person's name. They're going to be the ones that gets the money. They're going to be the ones that the IRS wants to contact or the Treasury okay. will contact via okay, their got email. It, got
10: it.
9: Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to take them back in and get the guy to sign it. I'm good. I'm good. That was perfect. Thank you very much.
2: All right.
9: Thank you. Hey, thanks okay. for
2: calling tonight.
9: Thank you. Oh, you're w-
1: Oops. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Hi. 313, Hi. 313 area code. Go ahead.
5: Hey, good evening, uh, Chris. How you doing, man? This is Jones okay. calling me. All right. Um, got a question. Now, um, um, if I have a maintenance company and I've got people that I can accept ten ninety nine A. So, um if there's work uh to be done and say offence or what have you, I can accept the ten ninety nine A, yeah. the comp my company and uh I can subcontract the work out and then pay that company, correct?
3: Yeah yeah
5: okay, what you'll so do I,
2: is uh what you'll do is you like we've been talking about with the 1099 or the uh the 96
0: you'll be right. the
2: you'll be, the company will be the like the dealership you'll be the right. contact person you'll be the person on the 1040v and then what you right. do is you get your money from the
5: company Uh you can yeah. so do
2: that dude
5: yeah okay so that, if and because the, the company's yours you
2: know what right. I mean? The company's yours. Yeah.
5: Okay. Okay. I yeah. Got you can now, so
2: do that, buddy.
5: Yeah. Okay. Now on the ten ninety nine A, if you buy a home, let's say the home is five million, fair market value be five million. Yeah. Um, but if it's if it's anything over, you would put the total amount in the uh, uh, for the balance of the principal outstanding. So if it's five million and you want to, you know, make sure the closing costs in there just say a $6 million total. total, um, that you would put that... Yeah,
2: like if you wanted right. to remodel some stuff or, right, you know, whatever the case may be.
5: Okay, yeah. all right, good deal. Now, my final... Yeah, if I you asked, got a right. house...
2: we're talk, I'm talking with a, a gal out there in uh, uh, Memphis. She's getting a $6 million home contracted. Yeah, and right. what okay. she would do... Uh say if you bought a say you went and bought an old mansion, okay? Uh right. and you wanted to do you, you pick you picked it up for a song. It's four million dollars. Right? right? But you had about uh one point three million in renovations that needed to be done.
5: Right.
1: Uh, uh, then, oh, Chris, you're breaking up. Then,
2: yeah, could be losing me, man
5: okay i got I got that last thing is last thing is I got a buddy that's trying to call in as well, but he has a son that's locked up, and he's, he has he been to court with them, they threw him out because he, he, he he's on the private side, and he was going to he wanted to bill so he could take care of the you know take care of everything and um the attorney his son's attorney told the judge who he was what he was trying to do so they kind of put him out of the courtroom. Well, his son's been in jail for some years. He's trying to get him out. But he he, he needs to know the avenue to go to either get to get the bill. You know what I mean? Um, and I know that you, you know, will get help and your buddies um, get out. So what avenue would he take to get that bill or to get the CUSA number for the bill so he can pay it? They, he took, he's taking it all away of the Michigan Supreme Court. He's, he, they just won't give him any answers.
3: Okay.
2: What he needs to do is he needs to do a FOIA request to the Court of Original Jurisdiction requesting the all the penal bond numbers. Once he's rejected, he'll get a rejection letter. Once he's rejected, he can take that rejection letter and go straight to the DTC. And, and and do a FOIA request with the DTC. And it'll take them a little while because they got to fish around for everything, get it all together. Uh, then when he okay. gets that, uh, when he gets those bond numbers, he can do the... uh, uh oh, shit, man. Uh, let me see here. Once he gets those bond numbers, he can... Uh, I'm trying to pull up a, a document that I got here that we've been kind of going by. Let me see here. There's a, uh, a process that we're going through and okay. What it is. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me fine? Yep.
5: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
2: Okay. Cause I thought I might be losing you there for a minute. Uh, there is, uh, th- there's bonds. Okay, those you're gonna get the number for those bonds, and I'm trying to pull up a little uh, the penal bonds, right? There's, right. there's for each, for each uh, charge, there's three bonds, at least three bonds that are created some cases they're six per charge okay and they can put up they can put uh, they could all have a value of two million okay right so say he's got uh, he's got five charges and there's six that's 12 million uh, uh, per charge right and you got five right you got sixty million dollars okay in, in, mm-hmm. in bonds that were created. And what you'll do is uh, the bonds, the bid bond is the, uh, the SF-24, the performance bond is the SF-25, and the yep. payment bond is the SF-25A. Okay? Uh, and then there's the Miller Act bonds, which is SF-22-7 or SF-273, SF274 and SF275. Okay? Those are the mm-hmm. that's the bond numbers that they'll be. Standard form okay. that's that uh, SF it. Right. Okay. And then what you'll do is you will you you use because of the public law 77 uh, 73-10, right? He yeah. the the his son will be able to take the 1099A or the ten ninety nine uh o i d uh uh they're, 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 oh, the o i d is uh tax the, the the eligibility issue uh it, it the ten ninety nine uh o i d taxes the eligibility issue back to the source okay uh mm-hmm. so what happens when you do that you you take the ten ninety nine a and with the with the number down in the, where you have account number, you're going to put the yeah. bond numbers on there and oh, then the amount. Okay. And then what you're going to do is you're going to send those 1099-As uh, to the DTC. And what those 1099-As, they'll be endorsed. What you're doing is you're he, – what he'll be doing is he'll be paying off the bond with the 1099-A. Right. And what he'll be doing is he'll be paying off the bonds early. So what happens okay. to those bonds then is they get returned to the original court. Uh, in my case, there was 42 charges. And if there's six uh, uh, bonds at $2, two million apiece, that's 12 times 42. That's $504 million that I can right. discharge or, or pay off early. Well, those go back to the original court. Now, all of a sudden, Davidson County is responsible for, uh, I don't know, 29%, 28% of $504 million. They're responsible for the taxes on that money because okay. they, they were settled before they matured. So what Davison County will do is they will send those back. Oh, we're not touching these. They'll send them back mm-hmm. to the DTC. And then what his son will do is he'll turn around and he'll write uh, 1099A, but on this but on this side of it, the first time it's going to be uh, acquisition. He's going to take money from the treasury and, and pay off the bonds. So the second time he uses the 1099As, they're going to be for me. They're going to be for abandonment. Because right. Davidson County abandoned the bonds. Well, if they're abandoned and you use use them for the ten ninety nine A's for the abandonment, you get the money back.
5: Oh, okay, right. Okay, and because uh, you were note. the
2: one that that they were issued on, uh, because you were the one that they were issued on, you're not
5: taxed. Okay. Because remember, every taxpayer is a trust. Yeah. So I got everything but when you when you said the 1099 OID you take the 1099 OID and do what with Oh, what are you oh, what are you going to do?
3: Yeah, oh, well, no said, no,
2: you're you're not you're not going to No, no. They what they are is all these bonds are 1099A or 1099 right. OID. Eligible issues. That means oh. they are eligible to use the ten ninety nine OID.
5: Oh, okay, got you. So, so, so uh, he does a FOIA request for all the bonds, then go you you you, t- you send that to the DTC.
2: Yeah, uh, the FOIA okay. request will go to the original court that created the bonds, and they're more than likely they're going to refuse to give you those bond numbers. So that's when you're going to do a FOIA request. you got to go to the original court first and get that right. rejection. Because right. you'll take that okay. rejection and say, look, they rejected my FOIA request and they can't do that. Uh, so here's a FOIA request to you, DTC. And they're okay. going to slick look for those bond numbers. Yeah. All right? So okay. that's what's going down with us in the prison. Uh, yeah. i got yeah. people that are refusing uh they're refusing parole. Because they yeah. want to discharge these bonds
5: first. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and they don't want to have to deal with halfway house. But okay. Well I thank That's you right. and, and again side side note thank you for trying to reach out to that uh escrow agent for me but he was at dinner so but I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He never did call yeah. me back. I even left a I called him the other day and left a message on his on his on his oh, okay. answer on his answer. I'll get there. on
5: i get on it tomorrow, man. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks yeah. a lot. All right. You too, brother.
11: Hey Chris. How are you, hon?
2: Hi, how are you?
11: I'm good. Alicia England, Kentucky. Um, quick question for you. All Actually right. I got three. Um, First one, we've got someone that's fixing to lose their home. Um, They have four weeks. They've put a claim of lien for $100 million on their home um, because of where it's at, Uh, and he actually Mm -hmm. owns the mining rights as well. Um, They're still coming after him. Uh, So what is the next step? Where, Where should we move forward for him?
2: Yeah, uh, conditional acceptance, man. Uh, okay. When okay. you guys do these, uh, when you guys do these UCC filings, and you and you put a lien on the house,
3: the, uh-huh. the very
2: next thing you ought to do, the okay. very next thing you ought to do is conditionally accept, because okay. they can't move. Well, they 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 may try, uh, but it's not going to go well for them. Okay. Uh, once so you do we the need conditional to... acceptance, yeah. Okay. There's a court that. There's a court, uh, a foreclosure, or uh, you know, court that's been been done on him to get it. They're probably wanting the mining rights. That's they want what I that think. More than
1: anything. Yep.
2: So uh,
11: conditional accept. Yeah,
2: always do a conditional every time. Every time you put a lien on your house to stop the foreclosure, conditionally mm-hmm. accept the court, the clerk, the the the. the the principal itself, whatever court it is in, uh, get the mortgage company, uh, the mortgage company's attorney, all that stuff, man. Uh, because then they've contracted you; they agreed that they're stealing this from you. Okay. They will agree that they that they're stealing uh, your neighbor's land. Okay. Put all those crimes uh, in there and make them okay. all make them all conspirators.
11: You know what I'm okay. saying? hmm I'm running as fast as, as yeah. I can. Okay, next yeah, question. Yeah, on it. Uh, we are on it. Next question. Can additional vehicles be purchased for business purposes if that's how the, this family is going to survive? Like if they want to purchase uh, two vehicles and use them for business services so they can make money to support their families.
2: No, you can't, uh, you can't uh, buy, no, you can't buy, you cannot, you cannot use the trust. I thought so, for personal use
3: only.
2: Yeah, if you can buy them for personal use, and you want to use them for business, by all means, go ahead. Okay, so let's Uh, buy for
11: personal.
2: Yeah, buy them for personal reasons. Uh, You know, if you've got a business, a lawn care business, uh, uh-huh. the beneficiary needs a truck because, you know, I like to cut grass. i got a big yard at my house.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. I like to
2: cut grass. and uh, Well, I also need a trailer and a mower. Okay. So let's buy them
11: for personal reasons and then use them yeah, for business. Buy them I for
2: personal use And then if you want to use them for your business also, who, who, who cares? You know? Okay. Um, you just can't buy, him and, can't buy them and give them to the business, you know what I mean?
11: Understood. Understood. Thank you, sir. Last question. I'm trying to make it mm-hmm. really quick. Um, uh, what do you do if a circuit court clerk has refused a 1099-A um, as payment for restitution? If the per- person signed deferred judgment under duress and, re- and agreed to pay back restitution, but the circuit clerk is refusing that is is legal tendered payment.
2: Did they take it?
11: No, but it was not mailed. So you went... It was it was give it was, it was handed in person. Mailed. It was handed in person oh. at the clerk at the clerk's office.
2: Send it. So just mail it. Send it to him. send it to him like you would a uh, like a like you would a, a remittance letter, but you don't have to add all the coupon and the. You know, if you guys are right. sending ten ninety nine A's and you're using the remittance letter process, you don't have to put all the stuff about the but do, uh this is gonna this is gonna be sent certified mail, uh ergo the postal rule. Uh it's it's notarized, it's uh uh you know, this is a ten ninety nine A is a lawful payment and you're agreeing you're agreeing that you are accepting this as a payment.
11: Once they receive it, it in them
2: the mail, send it to them certified mail. Okay. So send it to them certified mail. You'll have a contract that they agreed that they accepted it. Okay. All right. And then if they want to be assholes about it, turn around, and go hey, do you need me to help you with this? Uh, look it. Uh, look at the look at the instructions for the ten ninety nine A. It says courts and administrative courts file these. How mm-hmm. is it not a payment if they're doing it themselves? Right. Those bonds that they're creating that I just got done talking about.
12: Mhm. Yes, sir.
2: They're they're using they're using 1099-A's to create them. Mhm. How could they not accept one as a payment? Certified certified mail.
11: Okay. So certified mail remittance letter process. Um, and then yeah. uh, conditional acceptance. Three days later, correct. Certified. Mail pictures of everything.
2: Yeah, do yeah. Do the if if they try to say they that they they won't accept it. If they contact yes. you back and they say they won't accept it, yet they're not giving it back, hit them with the conditional acceptance. Okay. You agreed. You agreed that you would accept this. Mm -hmm. uh and you did it i'm i'm getting you to accept this 1099 a like you get people every day to accept the summons to appear okay they're not going to like it they don't like it when you do what they do (laughs) they don't i'm telling you they don't like it at all but there's nothing they can do about it if they don't accept it via the postal rule then they can't sit back and say our summons are good. Right. You see what I'm saying? So the postal uh, well, rule is key. Wait a minute. If you want oh, absolutely, the, the key that's the key to a lot of stuff, you know. Look, if you're not going to take my 1099A, if this isn't a lawful common law contract, you agreeing that you're taking this, you're accepting this 1099A as payment, well, then you don't have a common law contract. When you send this summons to appear out, okay. Yeah, they'll accept it. You just gotta know how to argue it when they start, try to be bonehead with you.
11: Okay, so um, if this isn't a lawful common law contract, then say that last part one
2: more time. Then your summons, then your summons isn't a lawful contract, and you can't get, you can't do these. Uh, judgments on them anymore these default judgments you know what i'm saying you can mm-hmm. probably put that in your letter uh this is a lawful payment you're agreeing that you're taking it uh and if you try and say that it isn't well then neither, neither is your summons up here via the postal rule a lawful contract right that's how you'd argue that Okay. You could argue it in the letter if you wanted to.
11: Okay. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time. I really appreciate it, hon. Sure. Uh any,
2: Thank any you. anything anything for a blue bladder.
11: That's right. <laughs> All day.
2: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, your Thank basketball you. team your basketball team did real good this year.
1: All right. Three one five area code. Go ahead.
8: <clears throat> Hello. Um I have a quick question. So I'm in the position of I'm under contract with
9: the house and
13: it's been running into issues with this post rd the real um, estate whatnot, but the title company, I'm sorry. I'm, I wasn't expecting to get called on. So um, collecting my thoughts. I'm having an issue on them being um, accepting of uh, the 1099 process, due to they're worried about tax um, payments, and I've re- I've been following your um, all your teachings, and I went over the process that they will the trust will cover everything tax wise that incurs with the transaction, and the trust the trust will pay out um, any anything of that nature, but they are still refusing to do any type of pro- process because essentially they're scared for their job, which I understand. But um, I'm kind of at a loss because I don't know where else to turn. I know I can conditionally accept. I'm very thorough, and we've actually, me and my fiancé, um, we know not to get married now <laughs> through the regular system, and we're looking forward to more insight yeah, well, you can get report. married.
2: you can get married, just don't get a marriage license.
13: Yeah, yeah. So we're really um, struggling with this process as it's putting our uh, buyer's agent, a friend of ours, in a tight spot. Um, so we don't know kind of where to turn at this aspect.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, This is a problem that, that that's occurred a couple of times. It's not too often. And a matter, matter of fact, uh, the realtors can generally calm down the title people. Uh, that's so, what they're... That they're shaky. They're shaky. They really are. But,
13: we're coming across lots of different – like, um, since we aren't married, could I possibly uh, write a check or write the 1099 to my fiancé? And was there a certain amount? Like, could I write it for the full amount of that? And then he becomes a trustee, and he can give them the check? Because I'm, like, telling them so easy, but they're so worried and they've just kind of cut me off at this point because they wiped their hands. And she's asked her CPA. She's asked her underwriters and da-da-da-da. And I've gone through all your videos and used everything you said to use and saying they're in a fiduciary obligation to to do this. And, you know, if they do it and then say, oh, they get a a penalty or they'll get a warning before a penalty and whatever, whatever. But right now it's kind of like, yeah, I – I don't know the next step other than a conditional acceptance.
2: And I really yeah. don't want to lose the house. Yeah, yeah.
13: So.
2: yeah I understand. And your friend is, you've you got a friend involved. You don't really want to jack him up. Uh, the, the thing about this is these folks uh, are, are worried. They're like the accountants. Uh, I'm trying to do this uh, with the brokerage. And the accountants are always the nervous ones. Uh, they're yeah. afraid, you know. Uh, because they've been conditioned more than we have even uh, mm-hmm. but the the thing about your situation is is if you can reassure these people that look the money's there and when you see how this works uh you guys are going to be busy mhm uh, that's what i'm saying they it, they if like you
13: want to get paid <laughs> like it's easy for you to get
2: money yeah it's like Absolutely, like the dealerships, uh, the, the the Sarah that sent me a picture of the Honda. Uh, this these people are going to make money. Yeah, uh, and I know that so they're how, scared because this is we've we been conditioned to believe that uh, you know anything you do with the IRS, man, is oh they'll uh, kill you.
13: Exactly, they'll come and kill you in your sleep When sleeping they see platforms, right? it's done. Uh, for. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're scared uh they are they don't uh then they don't understand the concept you know, and I understand uh mm-hmm. I can't there's people that are close to me uh that I've talked to while I was blue in the face with about this stuff, and they mm-hmm. still are scared uh, and and, I, and that's understandable it really is, uh, is there, but um, the someone the, the real winners in this process are, are going to be the ones who take the first jump. They're going to be the ones that got to jump. Uh, this title company, if they're the first ones to do this, and they see how it works, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, and maybe even somebody from the treasury goes, "Hey, man, good job on that deal you guys did. Mm-hmm. Uh, do it exactly like that. Do it exactly like so that. How,
6: how do I get uh, to that and, point? And
2: we can make is, some money here.
13: Is there a realtor? <laughs> you got You know, can they? They just need someone to talk to. They need someone to uh yeah, kind of reassure them they're yeah, not doing a, a bad thing
2: yeah, 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 it's uh, but see, they won't until it's somebody they you know i've i've sh- I've showed all kinds of of evidence where this is working, and right. uh i I still can't even get my my wife or my stepdaughter, you know, I roll up on her my stepdaughter all the time, hey. Look at this lady here. She just got this new car. Uh, You know, look at this guy right here. He just had his credit card paid down. And I can show my stepdaughter. She's 23 years old. I can show my stepdaughter all this stuff. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, well, that's cool. That's about all I get. Uh, You know, and her friends. You know, uh, it's hard to try and convince anybody about this stuff. And you would think people that are close to you, uh you know would have a little more confidence and 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 be a little more open to it but they're not uh Mm -hmm. but this is happening this is happening and whether they like it or not like i've said in the beginning uh i know the police are are in here watching these videos (laughs) Uh, they're probably listening right now uh and, and but look and i don't care i've had i've had cops Talk to me. Oh, well, you know, I am a cop, uh, but tell me about this. Here's another thing. I talked to Lavely a couple days ago. He said, Chris, he said, I've seen a picture of you. Uh, He said, you're really wore out. You need to get some sleep. Uh, He said, you've aged a lot. since this first video. He said, you need to take some time and and rest. I'll rest when I'm dead. Uh, (laughs) This is important right now. If six months takes five years off of my life doing this stuff, then I'll give up them five years. I ain't got a problem with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But he said, you know, I said, well, how did you see a picture of me? He said, oh, a guard brought it in.
13: Uh,
2: I said, a guard brought it in? He, he said, oh, yeah, he said, there's the about, that are watching <laughs> He said, there's about 12 guards here at the prison that are watching your videos. <laughs> and... He said they know because, well, you see, I've talked to him on the phone. I said, hey, man, uh, you got 13,000 views on the video I made about you. And they listen because they listen in on the phone calls. Oh, these cops started, these uh, uh, guards at the prison started watching the videos, and now they're into it. And they're asking him, hey, you know your friend, you know, the one that does the videos, uh, you know, I got a question about this and that. And he asked me, (laughs) he asked me the question, and I said, Mm -hmm. well, wait a minute. Are these cops, are these the freaking guards asking you these questions? He said, yeah. Uh, He said, this one's cool. I said, no, they're not. None of them are cool. They're police. Uh, He said, yeah, yeah, you're right. I know. Uh, But uh, I said, look, don't tell them nothing without getting something from them. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You want it. Hey, you want me to tell you how this
0: really works?
2: I can do it. Uh, I'll take a pack of Marlboro Reds. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, get a little something on him, man. Uh, you know, bring me a bring me a cell phone in here.
3: So, and and thought. We'll <laughs>
13: since me and my fiance aren't married, in this could I um, can he do the paperwork and I uh, monetize my ten ninety nine album to him. Yeah.
2: Hey, all you got to do.
13: Would he be taxed at all, or would we have to worry about the large amount that it is to, like, him? (laughs)
2: Uh, He's never taxed. You're never taxed.
13: Well, yeah, I
2: understand. (laughs) If they send you something, uh, yes, you can do that. All you have to do is hand him the 1099A. Make him no
13: matter how how big your like you trust your friend has a six million dollar you house. want to
2: buy a five million dollar home you can give him a conditional acceptance for five million uh, as long as he's acting as the trustee right as right as long as he's uh, and he can go straight to the buyer, he can go straight to the seller with, with, the, the, money. Check. Yeah. You, with the check yeah with a check uh or you can set up an escrow. And have the money come in an escrow. Uh, you were talking yeah. About
8: that. How do? How exactly? Yeah,
2: um, can, do
0: we
13: have to open up a bank account with the Benny Benny signature, then escrow the account to deal with the home purchase? Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's what you'd want to do. And is uh, there
13: anything special about opening an escrow if, account?
2: No. Oh. Just go down and tell them you want to open an escrow account. Uh, And they'll do it. They'll do it with the beneficiary signature too, no doubt. Uh, What you want to do, here's the situation. If if you, uh, say you and your uh, significant other, uh, you go and you look at a $4 million home, and the guy's selling it. Uh, There Mm -hmm. isn't a home out there on the market uh, that doesn't go through, usually doesn't go through a couple different realtors for itself. Uh, what you do is you go out and you talk. You find the house that you want to get, and then you go to the guy at, after his contract is up, and you go, "Look, guy, we want to buy this house, but we don't want to give uh, uh, an eight uh, percent on the on the house to a real estate agent. You don't mm-hmm. want to pay one either, do you? Why don't no, we just
3: split that? Mm-hmm. Or,
2: or why mm-hmm. don't why don't I give you the eight percent?" That we would have paid to the realtor, in this uh, in this deal, and then go have a contract written up between you, your significant other, and this dude, because the house is going to be in your name.
3: Mm-hmm. If you're going to have that's him
2: be, thing. yeah, uh, be, yeah if you're going to have him be, the the trustee, then you're going to have the house in your name. Right. But once a done deal. Once it's a done deal right and you get it you you got everything in your name if you want to add him to it you can
5: it just can't okay. be
2: when the deal goes down it can't be in the right. original contract does okay. that make sense
13: yes perfect all right um all right, thank you. i do can i can i add one more th- um sorry um i signed uh i opened up a bank account with my beneficiary signature and do I can I write checks? I I requested checks on that. I have to conditionally accept them before I write checks,
2: right? No, you're not going to conditionally accept a beneficiary signature account. Right. So uh, I'm, once you get the checks, you can start writing them. But look, a beneficiary account isn't a, uh uh the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Uh, yeah. you have to put money in it. Uh you're going to run it. A beneficiary account isn't any different. than a, It doesn't work any different than a normal account, except they won't charge you. Once they realize what they got, they won't charge you a service fee. Uh, you're going to have a free account. Uh, and then the only difference is your money that you put into that account will stay at that bank. They will not fractally, there won't be any uh, fractional banking with your check or with your money and your trust. Uh, Normally it does. You put uh, $1,000 in your account, 900 of it's going back to the Federal Reserve on hold for the bank. You'll have 100 there at the bank, cash-wise. That's how banks work. And when they need more, they put in a request to get it. Then it comes by uh, Wells Fargo or uh, armored car or whatever. But once you do that, you're going to open that up, and they're not going to be able to uh, charge you. But if you put if you put a thousand dollars in there, you better not write eleven eleven $1, hundred dollars worth of checks. Right. Because they're not going <laughs> to
1: well, Chris, that kind of contradicts what you said earlier about the gal that had the... Uh, oh,
2: so if I open a beneficiary account and I get the, uh, and, and, you know, and I get the card, you know, I get the uh, debit card, uh, can I just take out however much money I need? No, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that.
1: No, what you said uh, about the gal that uh, they closed her account, but she still kept writing checks. That's what I'm talking yeah.
2: about.
13: So, and they were, cashed, yeah. they were
1: if they close it, so to speak, then it becomes a magical account, maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to the three different or the two different people I've talked to over the last couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, and this this sweet old Dutch gal, I I, I would I, I would tell you right now that uh, I totally believe her when she says what she says.
3: Okay.
2: Uh she's writing checks to and, and and they're clearing because she writes the people she wrote the check to and call them and say, hey, did you get the money from the? Yeah, yeah, the check cleared. Yeah.
13: Okay. Well, Thank
2: you so All much right. for your time, and thanks for everybody thank being patient. Thank you.
13: Yeah,
11: Hi. thanks thank you.
2: for calling. Good luck. Hey, good luck with that. Keep us up on it.
1: Okay, 423 area code. Go ahead.
12: Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hey, Nicola. I'm over in... K-S3. Hey, good ...so not too... Hey, I was just wondering, I was watching your videos about the individual tax exemption and you said to go to Tennessee.gov and Secretary of State, and the form that you're talking about, I can't find anywhere. So when I was searching the chat everyone's talking about this five star passport instead. What's your opinion on that or do you know where the form might be? Is that which is the better way? Five
2: star passport. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was talking with somebody just recently about that uh the five star passport uh There's I I'm not exactly sure. I've seen a breakdown of what the stars mean. Uh, mm-hmm. but I don't uh the guy I was talking to uh that was on the group uh the uh, group Zim meeting uh we talked briefly about that and I asked him, I said, Could you get a a passport with your uh with the ID that you got and he basically said that the ID itself was a passport. I said, Well the reason I'm asking is is, is if you can get diplomatic immunity status
4: well Mm -hmm. then
2: you can go to uh, the State Department and at the State Department you can get uh, you can get uh, federal uh, diplomatic tax exemption
12: right Mm -hmm. okay well, uh, I think the easy like way maybe that form. but it seems to gone. Yeah, you could like prompt the name.
2: <laughs> yeah, you may be able to. Uh, I was thinking about trying it when I have some time just to see what happens. Uh, that would be a good way to tell whether I, uh, you know. I, I know I'm on some kind of list, some kind of sovereign <laughs> sure list. I know I am. <laughs> uh, uh, driving around. You know driving around and having cops pull me over and not even get out of the car do a super fast u turn and leave <laughs> uh, uh, you know uh I've had that happen to me twice uh once my eight year old son uh was sitting on my lap, and we're driving through town and my dog was right past the courthouse uh he's sitting on my lap and I'm letting him steer and you know he's waving at cops out the window uh yeah. <laughs> You know, so uh, I, I thought about doing that, just applying for uh, diplomatic tax exemption, uh,
4: uh,
2: just to see if they would give it to me. Because if they'd give it to right. me, then I, that would be a pretty good indication uh, that I that I had some diplomatic immunity. Uh, right. I've had a lot of cops behind me get behind me since I've been out of prison. Follow me for block. Right. And uh and not pull me over. Of course that could be because I'm just driving cool. I don't want to get pulled over. Uh, but I would like to I would like to see that too. Uh I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that you can find on the you know, on the internet about it. Uh, about yeah, the, I just uh,
12: wondered if you had any personal experience. I'll keep looking but I can't find the form that you're talking about to get the card. That you swipe to get the sales tax taken off everything. Yeah, agency. yeah. Gov. Uh, yeah, I typed it. In
2: yeah, individual. I haven't, packages. I haven't looked on there. The, I did <laughs> when I did mine. Yeah, when I did mine, it was in 2015. Uh, what you could probably do is call them, uh, the Secretary uh-huh. of the State's office, or whatever right. state you're in. Call the Secretary of the State's office and uh-huh. ask them for. Uh asked him for uh, entity tax exemption. Entity.
12: Okay. Entity tax exemption. Uh, there's
2: been uh, there was uh, there's been a couple folks and one of them was it's been a couple of months ago. He was from Texas and he uh, sent me a, a, a screenshot of the Texas uh, tax exemption form. Um so I know that they I know that states have them. Yeah. But I also know that um uh, somebody sent me one. They said, I look for I look for your uh the tax exemption thing at my Secretary of the States, I think it's Arkansas. And he All said right. that uh I don't see it.
3: Yeah. And he, he said, Now they have one, please.
2: that's called a an entity he said they had one that was called an entity tax exemption. And right. uh he said, Is that it? Okay. I said, I don't know. Print it off and fill it out and sign it and see what you get.
12: <laughs> I, I did see that one, you know, so I maybe I'll give it a go.
3: <clears throat>
2: so you may you may be able they may have they may have misnomered it. And misnomered right. it. That's
1: what
12: I was keep thinking,
1: people too, from doing because it. you were quite
12: specific. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thank you okay. very much. And just one more. Bye-bye. Can I say one more thing? It might
6: help Quickly, people, please. Too.
12: The, the fair the thing, uh, people are scared to start this. It just reminded me before. When we're digging with, obviously, finding cases like um, Sherry Peel Jackson, you know, the IRS lady who went to jail, would it be worse, finding these people or even if there was a way to get the, the court um oh gosh what's it called? The trans transcripts and go through the wording and maybe go over it with you guys and see what like this is where they went wrong. They should have said this, not this. Would that be something that we could maybe do to our confidence to see learn from other people's mistakes?
2: The the when you talk about transcripts uh a lot of them are altered. The the video uh-huh. recording the, uh, the, uh, of the appellate court, uh, the actual YouTube video was edited. I watched oh, wow. it live, and I watched one of the judges say, or one of the administrators say, uh, well, I don't know much about <laughs> this. This seems more like a civil matter to me. And uh, I didn't really pay much attention in civil law when I was in law school. Right. He said that I in the in the in the hearing. Yeah. He said that in the hearing, but they 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 took it out when you watch it now. He, he's not saying that. Uh, yeah. That's the thing about transcripts. The, the judge can deduct whatever he wants to from it, but a lot of the documents, a lot of the offers that that, that y'all get made, uh you got to look at the language. You got to look right. at the language in the letter. Uh, a guy put a uh, today showed a, a thing on Facebook, one of the Facebook groups, and said, "Has anybody seen this?" And it was a frivolous, uh, a frivolous filing letter. I've seen a dozen of them. Uh, right? Has anybody ever seen one of these before? But you got to look at it. When you look at that right. frivolous filing letter, uh, there is the all caps name. There is, dear taxpayer there's the upper and lower case name uh there's you and there's your uh it's there's five different descriptions of 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 right. something well who's the real party in interest well that's yeah. what you need to look for when you when you when you're taking an offer and you're conditionally accepting it you can break down the language because most of the time they're yeah. not using the right they're not using the right words
12: Exactly, so that's it's what confusing. was really all mm-hmm, Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
12: Okay, thank you. I just thought and I've I got
2: 668 you. pages. I've got 668 pages of transcripts from a five-day court. Wow. Uh, if I was to go through something like that, <coughs> it'd take me a long time. I did while I was in prison. I read it, and and I, I uh, took notes, and I highlighted things in the transcripts that that I found interesting and I used them when I wrote my uh when I wrote the uh the brief for the Court of Criminal Appeals. Well wait a minute, you said right here in the in the trial record, you guys said this. Uh well this is what the state says about what you just said.
1: All right, we're gonna to go to our last call for the evening here. 903 area code go ahead
0: hello hi
10: there go can ahead can you
1: hear
0: me
10: yep hey, okay hello. good yeah I hear you fine hey my name my name is randy uh i want to say something first to you chris thanks for your time and your help to all of us and dad thank you for hosting the program sure uh when i talked to the to the irs uh agent the other day about ordering forms uh chris this is just to enforce what you've already told people they told me the 1099 oids that they would be sending me would be for the year of 2019 that they didn't have any of the current years but just go ahead and use whatever date was on the forms
2: yeah
5: so yeah
10: that interesting that. sure uh chris uh I'm like you, uh, uh, I'm an ex-felon, and uh, I had a Fed case, and unfortunately got a sentence of 22 years, and uh, uh, did what I uh, did all of them, and got out, so I'm an older type guy. Uh, I'm clean now, off of uh, parole, off of paper, but I still have restitution that they're hitting me for every month out of our social security check. Plus, uh, the judge got uh, a default judgment on me for some oil royalties that my mother left when she passed away. Uh, I didn't know anything about the uh, order uh, because the court-appointed attorney uh, never sent me anything. Uh, I was already locked up then, didn't send me anything at the time, Mm -hmm. and so there was a default judgment and they're taking all those royalties and have been now for 20 something years. Uh is there anything I yeah. can do about that?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd get everybody involved, even the even far back is when it all started. Um if you got a default judgment there's a, there's a record of it. Right? Uh, can they the prove trail. that you were served? Yeah, can they prove that you were served? No, the they can't because they didn't get anything signed. Okay. How can they give put a default judgment on you and you not be notified and them not have a record
10: of you being notified? I'm sure they're going to say they served my representative, which was the court-appointed attorney.
2: Yeah. Well, show me where you served him in writing. (laughs) I didn't. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn around and and hit him for ineffective assistance of counsel. If he didn't tell you, then that's ineffective assistance of counsel. Which would void, which would void the judgment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You did 22 uh, years of fed time?
10: Yeah, you do 85%. That's correct. That's know. crazy. So I did 85% of it. And uh yeah. got a wonderful wife. She stuck with me the whole whole time. So I got a, I got a lot of blessings. Yeah, you the did. The Lord has been good. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, man. How can I stop the restitution that they're taking? Can I do a... Would you suggest doing a 1099-A? A 1099-A.
3: Yeah,
10: okay. send them a
2: letter, certified mail. Uh, uh, them agreeing that they're accepting the 1099-A as payment for the rest. Just like we talked, we got done talking with the, the gal who's uh, we talked about sending her, re- uh, tried to hand deliver a 99-A for restitution. Right. right. Do the same thing, write a letter, cert- certified letter. Uh, uh, with a 1099-A for the total amount. Okay. Uh, because I when they... A Look, y'all, that's a payment. That's a payment. And when they don't accept it, then you don't owe them. I got it.
10: All right. Uh see. The... The uh, Treasury sends me... A letter every month telling me why they they deducted uh, 15% out of the Social Security check but they say don't contact them the Treasury but contact the district court where the case was tried so is that where I would go for the payment to to send the 1099 a to them yeah yeah
2: You wouldn't do it All to right. the treasury, you'll do it to the courts. Okay. Yeah.
5: All Another right. hey, uh stick
2: mate, stick stick close by because well your bonds are your bonds
10: are already paid. They've already been paid out. They matured. Yeah. Yeah, I was disappointed when I heard you say that because time. I'm yeah, I'm finished with everything. Except them taking money every month. Okay. Uh, another quick question, uh, Chris. Uh, when I was a juvenile and uh, back in the, the, the 50s, uh, I filled out and, and sent in for a Social Security number or a card, and I signed my nickname to it uh, instead of my birth name. Now my Social Security account from the Social Security Administration is with my nickname, but every other type of correspondence i receive from the treasury or anywhere else has my real birth given name on it of course it's all caps of course uh mm-hmm. and i'm doing these 1099-as do i sign with my nickname or my birth name
2: no no your 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 nickname is a also known as your nickname's okay. an aka if everything you've okay. got is coming in on your on your your real name, then that's yes. the one you want to go with.
10: Okay, now everything yeah. comes in on my real name, with the exception of the letters or mail correspondence I get from the Social Security Administration. That comes through my yeah. nickname.
2: Yeah, that shouldn't even be. They should have issued you a new a new card. Because you did that when you were a minor. I you know brought that saying? up. If you're fifteen yeah, I brought you're fifteen years old. Absolutely. They should have struck I brought that. That up. they should have struck as soon as you turned eighteen, they should have put your real name on the card and struck your
10: nickname off. All right. When I was at the yeah. Social Security Administration office, unfortunately I, I didn't know anything about the closing the contract and reopening it and not getting a beneficiary or anything of that sort. But I asked about changing my name then. And I was told by the agent that I would have to go to court and have a court uh, judge, uh, do a name change for me before they could change that.
2: Yeah. My mom had to do that. My mom's name was Mary Alice Hauser. And then she divorced my dad, and so she went and had to go and get a court order name change. Um, and she changed it to Mary Alice, one name. And then her maiden name Blair was her middle name. And then her mom's maiden name was is now her last name.
4: We
3: have to
2: do that. It keeps it all. It keeps it all right there in the government, man.
10: Yeah, right. But at this point, you don't think that's necessary.
2: Well, about about signing the name. Yes, sir. No, sign your name,
5: but
10: what's
2: the name on the on the on the on the Social Security card? It's Randy. That's the one you're going to want to sign it.
10: All right, well, that's, that's the one you're going five, to use. Five. Okay. Now, that brings up another question, then, because I've turned in two 1099-As at a car dealership, and they've accepted it and sent it off. they they mailed it off to the Treasury three weeks ago. Then they turned uh, the story on me, the car dealership, and gave me notice that they were going to have to put the the cars back on the front lot to resell them. They couldn't keep holding them uh, for Mm. something that they were not sure they were going to get paid on. So I went down and got a loan uh, from them to purchase the two cars. And they assured me that once Mm. they received the funds from the treasury that they would send them to the bank to pay off the notes. Yeah. Uh, but now and you're wondering I, when you're gonna
2: when you're gonna know
10: well no uh the question is since I signed the back of the ten ninety nine a with my real given name and not the nickname, is that gonna make a difference Should't should come right back
2: because they got both of those names down there if they got both of those names down there. And it's worked. You've used both those names, and it doesn't matter which one you work. It works out every time, doesn't it? Yes, Yes,
10: sir. Oh, my. Then it uh, it will. I'm on uh, disability, too, uh, uh, disabled vet. And all the vet uh, correspondence I get is with my real name. Everything I, I get is with my real name, with the exception of the Social Security Administration. Yeah, yeah, they
2: still recognize it. They recognize both of them. They recognize both well, those names.
10: <clears throat> is it really just key for the Social Security number, if it's the same? Is it the what now? The Social Security number under both names is the same, so the number is what they're going to key on, is it not? Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. That's the one trust fund.
10: One trust fund with two names. They'll accept
2: either one. Okay.
1: Okay, so does that answer your cool. question? That is it. I sure appreciate right. it. Uh, thank you, both sir. Both of right, you, thanks, for your brother. time. Thanks for calling, man. Okay. Okay, so that's going to do it for tonight. I am just worn out. <laughs> uh, um, Chris, thank you very much for being here and answering all your questions and all sure, your folks. Thank you for being here. And, again, you can help support these calls, uh, one, by joining our free mailing list at youhavetheright.com, and uh, by getting a, a membership, a monthly membership that will help you to learn this content in a more uh, expedient manner. So uh, until next week, everybody, thank you very much, and good night.